0: FGC Hollywood, stay classy.
1: You know what's gonna go. suck is that people are gonna be like, "Oh, does that mean we can't have FTC guests anymore?" No, yeah, yeah, we will, we will. It's doesn't it mean that we're no longer gonna talk about fighting games. Yeah, does that's the thing. We're gonna talk about more than just fighting games. There you
0: go. It's like, uh, for example,
1: like
2: if we'll... if we were right now and Street Fighter 6 got all this announcement, we're talking about it. Like uh-huh. obviously,
1: we're talking about it same thing but as we would in hollywood talk about, we'd also talk about the new ff16
2: yeah yeah that's that, exactly exactly here we are fgc hollywood a fighting game podcast episode 54 we are live sort of welcome back everyone my name is max pleiser i'm joined today by mr Brokenwing wing himself nice to see you sir it's been it's been a while
1: it has indeed been a
2: while see your suitcase right there laying on the floor that means you are you have returned home from the great state of illinois
1: yep i uh i apologize everybody as, as you can see there might be a poster missing
2: there is a poster missing
1: and the reason why is because i had a zoom meeting
2: it's, it's okay
1: and they said, Dress professionally <laughs> and look good so as you know
2: wait you kept the rest of the posters but just took the pokey feet off
1: That looks pretty professional, if I may say so, but the pokey feet may actually start asking, people might ask questions, like, what is that?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that, yeah, okay, I, I see it. I mean, you can't really tell from far away what that stuff is if you're not, like, in tune with Samurai Jack and the rest of those stuff, so...
1: But oh, yeah. Pokey was like it. the biggest poster. And it like, was big; you, you could see it. It's, you can see. It. It's I, I will say this: it is uh, it is right next to my bed. I can put it back at any time. Okay, guys, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry.
2: It's fine. It's uh, I that, that's a good excuse if you would just taken it off because you had like, you know, a girl come over. I'd be like, ah, come on, you should have kept it over. It's been a bit a great story. It's a conversation starter. It
1: really is. Yes.
2: So yeah, uh, here we are, episode 54 of FGC Hollywood. We've been off for, what is it, like three weeks? Technically, uh, Pringle and I recorded an episode that was supposed to be FGC Hollywood, but then it turned out to be much shorter, and we didn't really go off show notes, it was off script. I ended up uh, making that episode FGC Hollywood Plus episode six, which I'll talk about here in a bit. But yeah, uh, it's good to be back. We have... An announcement of sorts. If you've been out of the loop in our Discord and on my Twitter and all that, we also have a lot to talk about as far as news. Everything has happened within the last week as far as fighting game news is concerned. And then, of course, topic of the week is all Broken Wing and his trip to Combo Breaker, a tournament that uh, I used to go to every every year before the pandemic. This year, I skipped because of um, just still being careful with COVID and all that. So, but we'll talk about your experience, and that should be fun. So yeah, uh, first thing on the docket, I, I went on a vacation, like a mini vacation. That's why we, that's how it started. Uh, you know, we were only supposed to miss one week, I think. <laughs> we ended up missing three. Uh, but yeah, I came back from like a break-ish. You went to Comma Breaker. I went to go see friends. That was great. It was nice going on vacation. Um, and yeah, I feel, I feel rejuvenated. I feel like I definitely needed to step away from not only just this my situation currently but uh work all that and yeah it's nice i highly recommend i mean obviously you just went on sort of vacation but i highly recommend people who are really too in tune with the you know the 9 to 5 the daily grind uh you know step back take a vacation it, it definitely helps kind of like recharge those batteries
1: it does indeed
2: uh obviously i appreciate discord Patreon, uh, they they came through uh, this week as well. We got some questions from them, so that's great. Uh, but you know, it's been it's been a few weeks. Figure, uh, let's talk a bit. So outside of my vacation, I think I may have found an apartment that doesn't suck in the St. Louis area.
1: Oh, we have it. Do we finally have it, folks? I don't want to jinx final... it. I don't want to jinx it. Uh- Max Splicer, unshackled,
2: unchained. Oh, man. I need to get out of this basement. And I think I'm really, really close. I'm going to go see the apartment soon. I had one that was kind of lined up, but I was like second tier because there was a guy in front of me who saw it first. So if he declined, I would have taken it, but he took it. So shoot. So there's another one that I think actually might turn out to be even better. I'm going to go see it on Monday. Hopefully I can snatch it up if it's good. and. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be great, especially considering what's going to happen in the future, which we'll talk about. And uh, yeah, I might join you with a new apartment club. Uh that'll that, that'll be fun.
1: Nice, nice. Mm. The the good news is that finally Max Splicer will be will have an apartment before Street Fighter Six. <laughs> that's true That's the hope. That's that's the that's the hope, folks.
2: Yeah. You know, then you should uh, you should get me an apartment welcoming poster, and you. Can, I can get you, you, you an <laughs> apartment welcoming
1: poster. If you want me to get you an apartment welcoming poster, I'll get you an apartment welcoming poster. In fact, what we'll do, what we'll do, is the day you get your apartment, okay? I'll go on Discord and I'll say, oh, let's all vote. No. For let's all vote for the Max Splicer Discord poster. Oh
2: man, you know I think they and were I'll buy that poster. I think they were nice with you because pokey feed poster it's it's pretty tame it's funny with me they don't like me they will definitely <laughs> they will make it the worst poster ever so uh that's
1: look here's the deal i will i will sway the audience just a bit okay we'll we'll not do pokey feet, but we'll do something silly like maybe you know
2: pokey hands
1: like no what we'll do is we'll do uh We'll do Resident Evil Giuna.
2: Okay, I like Call that.
1: Giuna. I like that. Call Giuna, or we'll do like uh, depressed Majin Obama or something like
2: that. I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with. Um, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty interesting, especially considering I know the members of our Discord. They'll they'll come up with something just to to spite me. But yeah, that'll be fun. Hopefully, I get that apartment. Hopefully, things work out well. Um, yeah, I mean I I don't know what's going on with you outside of the combo breaker stuff, which we'll talk about later. Uh, mm-hmm. what's happening in your neck of the woods?
1: Oh, you know, just just relaxing and chilling, you know. I I've been tired because every time I think about it, I'm like, Oh, I just came back from combo breaker. That was awesome. And then I look at my schedule and I'm like, Oh. Man. So like I'll come back I'll come home and I'll be like, okay, I'm waking up at like four five in the morning for some reason damn and, can't sleep and then, no it, it's like i'll sleep uh so i'll i'll take a nap at like six seven eight nine o'clock i'm like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna take a one hour nap like the last time i did that <laughs> i woke up at like six in the morning i was God like damn what was supposed to be a nap nope yeah yeah i, I had that I, face before
2: where you're just constantly tired
1: yeah, but then uh I, I it's funny too cuz I got these vitamins right here, vitamin D's. Okay. Which I'm supposed to be taking. And I hear vitamin D helps you like make you feel energe- energetic. Yeah, just I grow, will say just go out
2: in the sun though. You don't
1: need to take no vitamin D. You're right. But I will say this though. So I don't know if you guys know about this. Uh there's this thing called sleepwalkers. There's okay. these it's a vitamin supplement that you can buy at like Sefco or like uh at like your li- nearest truck re- uh, truck gas station you know okay and it's not caffeine it's just vitamins and when i took it to combo breaker me and my friends we were like yeah we need two of these a day and they (laughs) help a lot i'm telling you right now if it wasn't for those things we would be dead at combo breaker
2: are you sure they're just vitamins quote unquote (laughs) yeah
1: no i looked at the i looked at the ingredients and it just says vitamin supplement Hmm. and my favorite thing was I said, you know, I'm glad I brought these to Combo Breaker because the last thing I need to do is be that guy like from the Hotashi stream when Hotashi was just walking around at Combo Breaker and you just saw a dude knocked out.
2: Oh man, it is—it's a long tournament. I mean, they start super early and they end really late, all day playing. So,
1: mm-hmm. I'll talk about Combo Breaker when we get to it. it. Yeah, there's some funny stuff.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Um, I mean, just obviously, I'll. We were we were talking about it before the podcast started, but I didn't watch any Combo Breaker. I don't think, uh, not this year. So yeah, you'll have to enlighten me with everything that happened.
1: It was some incense stuff. I will say that.
2: Sweet, can't wait. Um, yeah, let's get to some of the stuff we're playing. Uh, three weeks ago, I think I spoke about the fact that I beat Gris, I beat Limbo, I beat Journey. I was I was like on this little indie run of all these short indie games. I really enjoyed them. I I beat Inside. Uh, Inside was interesting. So uh, I just kind of want to recap. So out of all those games, I would say the way I would tier them, I would probably have it be
0: Limbo Journey. Or no, Limbo Gris Journey Inside. Yeah, right? Those are all the games I played. Limbo, Gris, Journey, and Inside. Okay,
2: that's that's where I would tier them as far as my enjoyment is concerned. Um, Limbo was great. Inside was there were points of Inside where I was like, man, it's like anxiety-inducing because like you're getting chased by dogs, and it's the whole the whole point of Limbo is like, of, of sorry, of Inside uh, is you're running away from people who are trying to catch you, and you're hiding, and you're Traversing and it's a cool little puzzle game, puzzle platformer. Mm-hmm. but then at the end, it kind of took a, like a weird twist as far as the story is concerned, and I didn't really understand it, even though it's kind of like limbo, where it doesn't have an actual story, but limbo made more sense to me symbolically, whereas inside just took like a weird turn, and I don't really know if I care to decipher it, so but the um the game itself was was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it um. So that's what I, I did before I went on my little vacation. I recently bought another indie game um, that's supposed to be a, a good one, according to people on the interwebs. Uh, the Unfinished Swan. I bought that for cheap, so that was um, a good buy, I think. I bought Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. When do you do you did you ever imagine I would say that sentence? Me buying Grand Blue Fantasy Versus.
1: Well, I mean. What is it? Season 3 changes.
2: Yeah, that's true. But that's not the reason I bought it. I bought it because it was actually in a on a reasonable sale. So it was 40 bucks for everything, right? Grand Blue, I gave it shit for so many years now that it was so expensive. So expensive. Like and why? Yeah. It was like one of the most expensive fighting games out there from beginning until recently where they actually went on sale. So 40 bucks, I think for everything. I was like, "Okay, that's a fair price. I'll do it." the uh just the base game right now i think is like 13 bucks so people definitely should buy that because 13 dollars. i don't know that you can get even i mean i i don't know that i like grand blue fantasy too much as a fighting game but i think value wise that's a good value so i'm excited to play some grand blue uh three years later yeah so we'll see And last but not least, uh, to no surprise to people who know me around here, I've gotten back into the private server of MapleStory, Maple Royals. Uh, that's been fun. I really like Maple Royals. I I mean, I, I kind of go back and forth with it. I I, know, I'll play it for, I'll play it hard for like, I don't know, maybe like a month or two and then I'll drop it for a few months and then I'll come back. Um, the cool part about it is that the community is, they're all boomers. Everybody is like at least 30 (laughs) and, uh it's just, It's neat, so i I, I like it um beginning back into that, and yeah, that's pretty much all that's been on my docket. so what have you been playing i, I saw i saw your stream yesterday d and
1: d yeah i was i was streaming d and d because uh so my my one of my friends is actually hosting a halo d hmm. and d campaign and for those of you who are watching that d and d campaign, you could tell that we are a clusterfuck of idiots <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of how DD plays out though right
1: yeah it's a it's lot of randomness definitely. yeah so there's that uh, i've been playing um remnant remnant from the ashes Damn. i've been playing yeah that game's so good it's uh, it's so so what's good. funny it's so what's good. funny is i was like i want to play a game like a hack and slash or like a like a game where it's like cuz like i was playing Final Fantasy 14. Of course. I was getting my crafters and gatherers up and I was like, I'm done. I'm bored of crafting and gathering. It's not one of those things that I really want to do. It's just I get it to get it over with. And so I was getting bored of that and I was like, well, I'm in this. I, I was like, I'm not in the mood to play fighting games right now. I'm in the mood for like an action RPG. And I was like, yo, Remnant's pretty fun. Yo, Dark Souls with guns? Let's get it. Exactly. <laughs> I finally beat The Dreamer. And that, that was an interesting experience mm-hmm. to, to, to play.
2: The bosses yeah. in that game are so cool. I really, I mean, I love that game. It's, I think we were talking about it before the podcast started. I thought, as far as a non fighting game in 2019, that was my game of the year. I really, really enjoyed it, especially as a co op experience. So super, super fun. It's on sale right now. I put it in game sales. Nobody, I don't think, no, and nobody got it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great game. We got to run that DLC together, though. I love that game.
1: I, I will say this I am also slightly cheating because I have the I have the moonbeam sword. Mm. Yeah, which is which is kind of cheating cuz like when you're going into like certain dungeons, and you know how like there's explosive barrels area yep. everywhere and you don't want to you don't want to waste your ammo on those barrels so what you'll do is you just So what I'll do is instead of like getting close and hitting it with a melee, I'll just be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're just saying.
2: Yeah, great collection of weapons in that game too. Super fun. Super fun.
1: Well cool. I've been playing that. I was uh, playing Guilty Gear Strive. Um, oh, of course. We'll talk about Guilty Gear. That's actually one one of the news items. I cannot wait for the season te- uh season 2. <laughs> like please season 2 just
2: What? Uh you got you got uh Anji troubles?
1: Anji oh, sucks. Anji <laughs> Wonder- oh, sucks. Dude, I I don't care how many like top ten peop uh Anjis were at uh there was apparently ten Anjis at top sixty four. Damn, all of them were all of them were like struggling. Mm. I, I I saw it. All of them were struggling.
2: Yeah. Hey, remember we answered that question? Was it a few weeks back? Where do you play a character? Like, is it worth playing a character because you want to play the character, or should you move to playing? different character that is easier to play and better to execute with and gets better results you had that choice
1: i will say this i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put that discussion to bed right here right now Mm -hmm. i think it depends on what your goal is if your goal is to like compete and be competitive if your character is not giving you results and you just you tried, and you tried, and you tried. You put blood, sweat, and tears into that character, and it's not helping you. If you're competitive, it's time to move on. Right. But if you're, if you're like a casual fan, and you're just playing fighting games for fun, stick with it.
0: I agree. I agree. It's one of the hard lessons to learn as a fighting game player.
1: A character, I can't believe how long i've been dealing with a character crisis i thought because when i was playing Exerd and i was playing kai kai was such like top five mm-hmm. mid-tier fucking stale bread yep. but he was mid he was top five mid mid tier. Yeah, he was good he was good so like i didn't know what a like even though he was mid-tier he was good so i didn't know what like a character crisis was because i was eating good i was like oh i'm playing kai it's mm-hmm. easy and then I, I play Angie and Guilty Gear striving and I'm like, God, every day is a character crisis of, like, who do I pick? Yeah. How do I play this character? Now, I spent so many hours and months and days trying to, like, get this guy good. Now I got to drop him, but, like, I can't I can't pick up this character. And so now every time I want to pick up this character, I'm like, I'm failing. I'm, I could have beat this character if I played my old main, but, mm-hmm. like, my old main's not good enough. I did not know what a character crisis was until Strive, and man, that was an eye-opener. It's the vicious cycle.
2: I don't think I can try, I was trying to think while you were talking about that, I was like, I don't think I've ever had a character crisis, because every time I got into a game where I couldn't find a character I liked, I stopped playing the game. (laughs) It's kind of how I deal with that. (laughs) So...
1: Yeah, that was it. It's, it's, it's a vicious ride. I, I would not suggest ever having a character crisis. Yeah. You don't want it because, again, like I said, I fought people that I was like, well, I was trying to learn my new character. I fought people that I knew I could beat because they're like, their neutral's bad, mm-hmm. their, their, their setups are bad, or whatever. And I'm like, if I was playing Anji, I'd have destroyed you. But like, Anji is not good. So, like, <laughs> the OS. See me on my main note. Actually, it's funny. I was actually playing someone playing Milia, mm. right? And I was playing Ram against them, and they actually said play Anji right now because I, I kept losing against them if, with uh, Milia. I mean, against Worthy. Milia yeah. as Ram. And as soon as I went Anji, uh, as, as as it was 3-0. Mm, nice. It was a 3-0 sweep on my side. <laughs> he was like, damn, dude, I didn't get a single game in.
2: Yeah, you got to play what you're comfortable with, man, even if they suck. It is what it is.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Okay, Broken, we have an announcement. We'll get to that here in a second. The first thing is uh, a few weeks back, I put out this challenge to Hollywood, to the listeners, two combos. I was like, hey, you guys want to do these combos? I'll shout you out. So guess what? We have one person that gets a shout out. That is Lumiere. He completed the combo challenge that I issued the last podcast. He did the Lily combo, the back one Lily combo, which is back one. Uh do glide into standing two. Uh, it's a combo that is used by lilies all around the world, if they're any good. And uh, yeah, he said, this took me just shy of an hour to get just once. Only looked at your footage at 0.25x speed, which is really impressive. Because I think back then to do that combo, I was watching Korean players. They didn't put any notations. And yeah, it took me a while to figure out. So Lumiere, congrats only took you just shy of an hour without cheating. It's very nice. Very good. So, um, as far as another challenge to Hollywood, we'll see. Uh, Because there's going to be some changes. And these changes are coming with this announcement. So, obviously, if, if you've been living under a rock and you don't do the Twitters, you don't do our Discord, and... You just listened to this podcast, <laughs> then uh, this might come to a as a shock. But if you are in the loop, then you should be expecting this. So FGC Hollywood is getting discontinued. It's something that I've been thinking about for a little while now, and I thought about it even more during my little vacation that I went on. And I spoke about this on Twitter, on Discord, and on Patreon with FGC Hollywood+. Plus. Episode six, which Pringle and I were on, we just kind of talked about why and the reasoning, and we kind of delved into it on more of a more than just a, sort of like a, this initial announcement that I'm giving you here. So that that was mostly for people on Patreon because obviously they they support the show, so I wanted to give them more of an explanation. I'll put out another video as far as why, but um, the main reason, the the a couple of the cliff notes here, the main reason is that I no longer resonate with the FGC it's it's a community that I got into years ago for a specific reason and that reason in my opinion does not exist anymore in 2022 so I think I need to remove myself from the community I don't really want to be known as a part of it as in its current form so that's that's a big big reason of why I want to discontinue FGC Hollywood. So here's what's going to happen. FGC Hollywood episode 55 will be the final episode of this podcast. It will be a three-man booth. Broken, Pringle, myself. We'll talk about whatever. We'll take your questions. We might do a little news. I'm hoping that maybe we can just do a a fun show, not super serious. We'll talk about some stuff for sure as far as what's happening in the FGC. But we'll also uh, let loose and have some fun on the final episode. Um, Then what's going to happen? We'll take a short break from this podcast. Uh, Don't worry, this archive will stay on YouTube. Eventually, the feed on the audio feed will get replaced with a new show, but that will come after a short break. Maybe two to three weeks, we'll take a break, and then we'll come up... It'll
1: be back to Mac and Broken talking about video games as you know it.
2: (laughs) Yes. uh, Here's the thing. Fighting games aren't going anywhere. They're just... Instead of being the whole show, they're going to be part of the show. So... I do want to branch out. I want to get away from the C part of the FGC, but I still want to keep the FG in there. So fighting games are always going to be a part of who I am. The, commu- so, the community is the one thing I want to, I want to leave.
1: <laughs> so what you, you should expect on the new show is for Broken to not shut up about Final Fantasy fourteen while Mac will not shut up about Maple Royal. Yeah.
2: Uh, we'll have to put a time limit. I swear on every podcast, we'll have to put a time limit on how long we talk about our nerd, our <laughs> uh, nerd, uh, MMRPGs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, what's going to be happening. So I don't know when episode 55 will happen. If it can happen next week. Cool. Maybe two weeks from that. Cool. We just want to make sure that it's a three man booth. So that'll happen when that happens. Um, as far as Patreon is concerned. So, uh, Patreon will get a free month during the transition from, this FGC podcast to the new show, which will probably be more so surrounding general gaming and more of like a variety type podcast. Um, That'll be your sort of uh, your free month to see, Hey, do I want to stick around and support the show since it's taken on a different identity? Or if you want to bounce being like, well, I signed up for FGC stuff. This is no longer exclusively FGC stuff. uh, That is absolutely your prerogative. So I kind of want to give the, uh, the option to the people to support the show since they've been, along for the ride for a while now. So yeah, that is pretty much the gist of it. Obviously I'll make another video if you really, really care um, towards the, I guess once we get closer to the changeover, this whole thing, I'll make a video and I'll put that on the main channel. We'll talk about a little bit more why I want to separate from the FGC. And um, yeah, that'll be the a better explanation. I'll actually write it down and it'll make sense hopefully, but. Yeah, broken. I spoke a little bit about to Pringle about this change. He said, you know, he personally thinks the change was inevitable. He thinks that it was probably coming because of the fact that I think I've been growing more so distant from the community of fighting games, and it's been noticeable. So this wasn't a shocker to him. How do you feel about this?
1: I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm I'm still with the the cancer that is the FGC, but. It's it's not just the FTC that I'm a part of. I'm part of like everything. Yeah. I still play f- video games. Like again, as I said, I pl- I still play Ff14, which is its own community. Yeah. Of cancer.
2: <laughs> so you're used to the cancer. The multiple forms the, of it.
1: <laughs> I'm used to all forms of cancer. He's got tumors I mean, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So so like I'll I'll still be in everything, but. I think it's, it's a good idea to just branch out because, again, there are moments when we're, we're just stuck with FGC stuff where we're just stuck with fighting games and there's nothing to talk about because fighting games have, for some unknown reason, fighting games doesn't do what every other genre of video games does, which is, you know, slowly leak things out. No, yep. they, like, they build, 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 and then they just floodgate, and yeah. then it's just like, oh, God, everything's all at once, and then it's like, oh, hey, everything's done. Yep. We're in a dry spell.
2: Either the dam breaks or it's just uh, dry as a bone. So this is a podcast. Uh, this is a week that the dam broke. So
1: we have a lot to oh talk about. Oh, my gosh. Did uh, the dam break. Yeah.
2: We, we got a lot. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to get that announcement out there before. So um, one more podcast left for FGC Hollywood. And we'll try to make it a good one. I got some plans for it. Then we'll take a We'll take a break. Come back with a new show, a new direction, and uh, hopefully I'll be in my new apartment. So that'll be nice. We'll have all sorts of new stuff. Uh, maybe even I'll a give you poster. guys
1: a, <laughs> I'll give you guys a new. I'll give you guys a sneak peek of epi- of the final episode. You'll either see Broken Wing super excited and happy, or super depressed. <laughs> okay. We'll find out at the end. Uh, we'll find out on June 10th. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. That you'll is. The, you'll see the Twitter the Twitter post with like. Either I'm super happy or I'm super depressed. (laughs)
2: Let's hope it's the former, not the latter. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all we got for the early wrap-up of the show. Now we can finally get to some news.
0: Round one, FGC News.
2: Okay. Brogan, I don't even know how many news items we have. A lot. We'll just say a lot. I didn't even count them. But we'll start with obviously the the most important one.
1: Them's fighting herds. Console release. Let's, Let's get it. Go. So, I saw that and I was oh man. As, as soon as I saw the advertisement at Combo Breaker, I just immediately thought of you and I was like, oh man, my man Max gonna be so happy. Hell yeah!
2: Give me all the players. This is great. So on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. This is a date we're gonna say a lot on this podcast. Uh, Main 6 and Modus Games announced that the most excellent 2D fighting game featuring adorable animals... I added the most excellent part. (laughs) (laughs) Them's fighting herds will be coming to consoles this upcoming fall. The game is currently available on Steam. However, with this news, the game will be coming to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S and Nintendo Switch. However, the the most exciting news... Is that the game will now feature console crossplay, allowing players from varying consoles to play among themselves? I still didn't get the full detail on that. If that means every single console plays with each other, because um,
1: you know what I think that might be, is that if you own the game on Steam, you might have to create an account. Mm, could because be because most crossplay games, you create an account yeah. so that it can recognize the crossplay. Because most crossplay is like, what is it, server-side only? So, like, it's not it's not based off of the server of the system itself. It's based off of, like, a proprietary server that the company's running. Yep, yep. So that way like Street Fighter V's and... Uh, what's Street Fighter V's yeah.
2: called? Battle.net? Not Battle.net. Battle.net. Yes, Battle.net.
1: And also, uh, Power no. Rangers Battle for the Grid, you have to create it your own one as well.
2: No, Battle.net is, I thought,
1: like, Blizzard. No, Battle.net is Blizzard. You're talking... <laughs> You're okay. You had it correct. It's battle network. Battle battle network is okay. Battle net. (laughs) I said (laughs) that.
2: Um, but yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that works because Nintendo Switch is there too. Um, Mm -hmm. so hey, I'm excited. I would. I mean, TFH needs this. So. Pre-orders are now live, and this is the part that I didn't really like, but I do understand. Uh, the game is listed for thirty nine ninety nine on the digital and physical storefronts. Now, broken, I bought this game on PC back in twenty twenty for seven ninety nine. I mean, what an investment! I mean, I've gotten so many hours for seven ninety nine, and then I bought Shanty and her stage for five bucks. I I paid a total of thirteen dollars for this game, and it's man, is it worth more than thirteen dollars? But before we keep going on all this stuff, thirty nine ninety nine. I want to talk about that price point because 40 bucks for a game that features six characters and is about ponies, as good as that game is, man, that's a tough sell, don't you think?
1: So I think that the problem is, is that like, so I, I know it's a tough sale because it is, mm-hmm. but I think the problem is because it's on console and like they had to find a publisher and I yep. bet the publisher is pushing the price. Yeah. Because when they were just main six, uh, they didn't worry about the pricing, you know. It was but
2: 19.99, I believe, uh, regular price, and it was always dropping down to that seven, eight dollar mark. Now with Modus Games, there obviously it costs money to put stuff on console. Costs money to do crossplay. Forty bucks is uh, pretty expensive, but I understand where that price came from.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just the publisher wants to to make sure, and also you're getting the DLC for free. Yeah, it's bundled so, in. Like, it's bundled in, which is nice, you know. Yeah,
2: Still active development. They're adding to the story, adding more characters. And uh, yeah, more to
1: come. I think this also includes, I think this will actually include all of season one, not just. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, 40 bucks for all of season one, plus, you know, like. The continued development that, that's coming. It's good. I think that's. It, it kinda evens out, you know? Sort of,
2: yeah. Um,
1: if, if you think about it, you have to play like a... Oh, so the next part. Well, but let's, let's continue. Okay, okay.
2: So here's a few facts, and I just put this down here because I love TFH. I have, I think, 100 hours in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So here's a few facts about them's fighting herds, which is a great name for a fighting game. People keep talking shit about the name. It's like, oh, it's a terrible name. It's a great name. I love that name. The game was released... Officially on Steam, April 30th, 2020, which is the date Mm -hmm. I bought it, uh, after being an open development dating back to early 2018. It is a 2D fighting game inspired by the My Little Pony series, which it initially started as with a fighting game titled Fighting is Magic. However, that was quickly axed by Hasbro, the IP owner, and thus the developer started from the ground up, partnering with one of the MLP lead character designers, creating original characters for the game which are great. It features rollback netcode. In my opinion, one of the best, one of the absolute best rollback netcodes out there. I mean, I played Pants, who lives in Germany. We played a series of first to five. Great. No hiccups whatsoever. I lost three to whatever. Or first to three, rather. I lost, I lost mm-hmm. three to two. Palm is cheap. Uh, six characters total, which those characters are so, those are whole characters. This ain't BB tank. These are real characters. They got everything you want. So six, but think about them as being like 18 in BB tag terms. Traditional offline mode, such as training and story mode, trial mode, all that jazz. Salt mine lobbies, which is online. Those are, that's a fun little mini game. You mine salt, you become the bear. You beat up on people. So fun. So fun. I love that game. Uh, excellent mechanics. Runs on the Z engine, the Mike Z engine uh, from Skullgirls. Uh, great presentation. I mean, think about it. just the visually with the up res to the HD with the 1080. Now it looks great. Uh, the, uh, the animations look great. The character models look great. The music is awesome. I love the music. I I I absolutely adore the dynamic music. Dynamic
1: music. Dynamic dynamic music.
2: music. Great. Uh, voice acting is super good. Um, I can't praise the game enough. I love this game, I'll shill it every time, even though it's ponies. Please
1: buy TFH. All right, so now we're going to talk about Black Dahlia. And fun fact, I actually played Black Dahlia. Ooh, sweet. Okay, all right. So I actually have experience with Black Dahlia. Yeah. I right. can actually tell you how she plays. She's actually interesting. Sure.
2: Let me read this, and then uh, tell, me, tell me your experience with Black Dahlia. I'm, I'm interested. So... Again, May 25th, 2022, Hidden Variable alongside Autumn Games and Future Club released the Black Dahlia Alpha gameplay trailer for the 2D tank fighting game Skullgirls 2nd Encore. Now, here's the thing broken. Every time I'm going to mention this game, and this is just something because I want to do, every time I mention Skullgirls 2nd Encore, until the trial proves who is true in this matter, I will say Mike Z died for this game. If you want to know the history behind Skullgirl Second Encore, please Google
1: oh, the Mike I Z saga. The, I know the Mike Z saga. Yeah. Okay, I was there. I know, I was but I'm there. saying for the
2: listener, because I'm not just bringing this out of the blue. I, if, if this wasn't relevant to fighting games, I wouldn't even talk about Skullgirls, because that's how I feel about the game right now. But because it has to do with fighting games or whatever, Mike Z died for this. If you want to learn more, trust me, there's stuff on the YouTube channel that we talked about. Uh, there's stuff on the internet. Go look up the Mike C saga. Now we can talk about Black Dahlia. So Black Dahlia is a villainous assassin in the deep lore that is Skullgirls. And she was shown in the trailer beating up on fellow cast members with the use of all sorts of weapons and tools. Some to note a mini mortar launcher gun, a bear trap, which I thought was cool, a hidden knife, as well as many of her long limbs. she she likes to kick a lot she's a very big kicker and uh she is uh, set to be playable during the alpha sometime this upcoming month of june and she makes up the third character spot in the Skullgirls second encore season pass joining annie and umbrella with one more character left to be announced later in the future the game and its season pass was also announced to be making it to xbox series x and xbox one which is interesting as well as the Nintendo Switch later this year, as well. I believe now that makes it for outside of handheld systems that's not mobile.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cool Girls is on every single
0: platform.
1: Yep. Yeah. Very nice. So Mike Z died for this, though. All right. So if you must know, Black Dahlia is not a six button fighter. She's not? Nope. She's a five button fighter. So what happens is, is the bear trap is actually medium kick. Interesting. So the way it works is that you have light, light, medium, heavy, heavy. You also she's also like a zoner keep away set play character. Right. So her bear trap is like a lot of her Oki and how she sets up. So she has a weird bullet system. Now in the in the alpha, they didn't have any supers and they didn't do what they were gonna do with her ammo type because they said that her ammo type is gonna be very interesting. Mm-hmm. But the way they had the ammo type in the game is that you have six rounds in the game, in the bullets, right? And this is going to be in the final build, too, so you're going to have six rounds. So the way they set it up was that your first two bullets are normal shells, right? Okay. Your third shot is a shotgun blast, and then the last uh, three are normal rounds. Sick.
2: Uh, we don't have time to talk about it on this podcast, but if—I'm not, a, like, a big lore guy— but I read all of Black Dahlia's lore. Man, she is evil. Like, evil, evil.
1: So you know what's funny is I was... Uh, so I was playing Kai. He was just playing Black Dahlia. And I had Big Band, uh, Squiggly, and uh, and uh, RoboFortune. He said that was a good team. He also... Because I told him I wanted to learn Beowulf. And he said, the Beowulf team is Big Band, Beowulf, and Squiggly. Mm. And... As soon as we got this Squiggler, I was like, oh, this is a very interesting fight if you <laughs> yeah. think about it.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. So if, if you're interested in in some pretty good writing, pretty good lore, um, read about Black Dahlia. I, I just find that she's uh, quite the evil character. Like when I was reading some of her stuff, I was like, damn. I was like, that is, that is. brutal. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. So uh, yeah, she's an interesting character. I think I like her design a lot. Uh, the playable alpha should be. Sometime this month, and I'm sure then they'll have a beta, and then it'll come out as a part of the season pass. So, uh, yeah, check her out in Skullgirls.
1: Hopefully, the alpha will have her have actually having supers because the yeah. way the way it was was like she'd only had her normals and her specials and snapback. So, like if you wanted to redo resets, you'd have to snap back instead of like do a super.
0: Yeah.
2: It's cool how they do their alphas, too, because uh, the character is still not complete yet as far as all the animations and the drawings and the colors and everything. So they go from like a compl-
1: colored to like yeah. black and white
2: because it's all hand drawn. drawn so they, it, it takes them a while to do characters. But yeah, um, she's definitely an interesting character design. And now the third news item out of the 84 that we have this week is DNF Duel's game modes. And this uh, really dates back uh, for a series of trailers dating back to May 17th, 2022. Uh, the Don't upcoming-
1: you love how DNF Duel never had any news or information? I know. For they, had,
2: they had to wait for... They were radio
1: silent. And then as soon as they stopped being radio silent, they're like, oh, now we're no longer radio silent. Let's just drop a, a video every day.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. They they love doing that. So this is uh dating back to May 17th, 2022. The upcoming Dungeon Fighter Online Inspired Fighting Game DNF Duel has been releasing a bunch of trailers showcasing its different game modes. So here's the first trailer. This took a look at the game story mode, which will be playable via a visual novel like format, which includes voice acting, some animated cuts, and a comic book like panel we're not strangers to having visual novels and fighting games as your single player experience and this seems to be one of many others that Arc System Works has known to be doing so you know that's uh, that's to be expected almost in some of these games Uh, the fighting game sequences in between are presumed and the game will also have uh, certain panels that are from the story and they'll put them in the gallery mode And there's also gonna be a uh, glossary. So if you wanna know all about these characters, where they're from, kinda like how Blaze Blue has all the lore written and all that stuff. Uh, So that's gonna be a part of the DNF dual single player experience. The second trailer hones in on the game's practice mode, showing its user interface for training purposes, its different record and replay functions, as well as a quick character change function. Uh, The game also features a tutorial mode, which, uh, sorry, Broken, but this is best described as a checklist with commands and explanations. Your favorite.
1: Uh, nope. My favorite time <laughs> of tutorial, my all time favorite. Yep, uh, I'm sorry, but it is what it is.
2: Uh, the third trailer is dedicated to the game's local mode, which features the standard versus mode, and arcade mode with varying difficulties and round selection. A survival mode, which is akin to a regular score attack mode using one life bar versus a constant ladder of opponents with the ability to purchase abilities such as uh, extra damage and health recovery, etc. So a souped up score attack mode. And then the final game mode trailer featured the game's online mode showing its ranked match interface and some of its different rank tiers such as bronze, silver, and gold. Player profile was also shown as players can edit their own personal profile for online modes, which include a title, character card, their little chibi avatars for the lobby system, among other customizations. And finally, games replay library, where players can now uh, save their replays and then view them there versus other players online. So your own little archive for online matches. And then uh, last but not least... The, the game officially released its launcher character trailer, so we knew about her, that she's in the game for a long time now, but now she's got her own trailer, and she's definitely a launcher. She fired a plethora of missiles, bullets, lasers, mortars, and other projectiles against the cast, so she's in she the game. She looks
1: kind of cool. Yeah. She looks really cool, honestly.
2: Yeah. Initially, I thought just by her haircut, I thought that she was going to be like the Spitfire,
1: but uh, yeah, she's the I launcher. If I remember correctly, I think she's her, a her own special thing. Like I think that mm. they said that she's not an actual cla- I could be wrong. I could be wrong, yeah. folks. So, yeah. The, if D- I'm wrong, the DFO we'll people are going
2: to correct us, trust me.
1: Yeah, they'll correct us. But I think if I remember correctly, I heard that she's a special character designed for the game. Okay. What it is is that she's two characters rolled into one. Mm, maybe that's what
2: I'm thinking because she's she's got the Arsenal of the launcher, but the look of the Spitfire, maybe?
1: Yeah, that's, I think that's what they said that it is, that she's two characters in one, and she's like her own special thing. Cool. Hey, I'd be down which for is, that. Which is cool. I think, like, you should always... I don't think you should just be stuck with the roles that the, the game is based off. I think it's it's okay to branch out. I mean... Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, do you have... Your standalone character... I mean, look at Persona, for example. I hate to bring that up, because I do all the time, but, like, Labrys is... She's exclusive to the arena games. That's where she came from, and show also came from the arena games, and as well as uh, some other characters where they didn't just pull from three and four. They made their own characters specific to that game. I mean, uh, Persona Dancing did the same thing. Persona Strikers did the same thing. So, yeah, they, they do uh, they do well with making the uh, characters stand out.
0: Uh, lastly.
1: For a solid second, I forgot who the, the character was that they introduced in Persona 4 Dancing. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's that one chick.
2: Yeah, I don't know her name because I didn't play the game. I, I just know there's a will, character.
1: <laughs> I will not remember her name. I will just say that. I will not remember her name. That's fine.
2: Uh, closing out DNF Duel. Uh, so just a reminder. so DNF Duel is a game that's it's partner development uh, by three studios aiding... Neopol and Arc System Works. The game will be published by Arc System Works in the West and North America basically, and uh by Nexon worldwide or Neopol, their subsidiary. It is set to release on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 and Steam on June 28th, 2022, which as of the recording of this podcast is 25 days away. No talk about crossplay.
1: I don't think a game like this
2: is probably doing crossplay, is it?
1: They said they're not doing crossplay.
2: No? Okay. Alright, that's kind of what I figured. So, yeah, everybody plays with their own... What about PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5? That's always crossplay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and, and uh, sorry, Nintendo and Xbox. I tried to, to see if that game is coming out for those platforms. Nothing announced yet. I don't know if something in the future, maybe they got something going on, but as of right now, I didn't see any details on those platforms, so... PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Steam, June 28, 2022, DNF Duel. Yep. All right. Now we can talk about your favorite game, Guilty Gear Strive. Ray. Again, May 25th, 2022. And this has to do with the upcoming update. So Arc System Works announced that Guilty Gear Strive will be receiving a large-scale update on June 10, 2022, a day that will either make Broken Wing cry or laugh with
1: joy. Actually actually so fun fact they've already announced a few things i'll I'll explain they showed off two season two changes okay one of which was i think if i saw this correctly 2p counter is going to be changed from a counter level one to a counter level three which allows for better combo routes because if Counter level one doesn't really do anything. It's just right. like, oh hey, you got hit by it. But counter level three—that's where the a little counters
2: and the entire screen, right?
1: Counter. No, it's not that. That's counter level five. That's five. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so counter level three is like, oh hey, I got hit by something. So we'll add a uh, we'll add a little bit of like hit stun, um, hit stun, yeah. which then allows you to go from like two p to actual six p to like. 2H, I mean, 6H. Okay. So now, so now you can actually get returns off of like counter hit 2P. Like, you can actually like poke with 2P. And if they get hit by, you can actually like lead into actual combos rather than, oh, 2P, 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 2P. That's good. Cool. Yeah.
2: They're starting to add, then, uh, add combos to the game. I like that.
1: Yeah. And then they showed off um, Gold Lewis doing a combo. And then at the end of the combo, he was able to dash cancel into a grab. So hmm. they might be adding dash cancels into the game for multiple characters. Okay. All right. Sweet. And then they said that on June 8th, two days before the actual season two patch releases, they will release the patch notes. Ooh, so very good. Very good. In English or just Japanese? Everything. Good. So June 8th, they will release the patch notes for everyone to see. And I'll get to see a, like a sneak peek if I get to cry or not. And then June 10th, I'll actually test it out.
2: Sweet. All right. So, yeah. So on June 10th, we're actually getting the balance tuning. So, this, so the way they put it on their website, they said, it includes balance tuning for the entire cast, changes to overall game mechanics to transform gameplay, and improvements to controls. I wonder what that last one is. Improvements to controls. I think the controls are fine, aren't they?
1: Ah no, I got you. So there was three. There's four things that you know that uh, one two hour three hour Japanese only stream that they did. Yeah. So while there was a lot of nothing that was explained, it was a Japanese focused stream. so That's, that's why, why it was only.
2: That's why I don't watch it because I know. I'll wait so, for the Gamatsu article.
1: Yeah. So while it was only a Japanese only stream, one they're adding an FD macro. Okay. Two, they're fixing a bug in the game that is extremely important, especially for zoning, uh, for fighting zoners. Including Happy Chaos. Good. Which is, so when you press the dash macro, the game's buffer is so strong that if you press back in order to like stop yourself to like protect yourself from getting shot, sometimes the buffer will read that as you. Saying, oh, I want to dash back and we'll make you give mm. you a back, back, bash, back dash. They're fixing that bug so that whenever you hit the back button, you don't get a back, da- back dash. You just stop and you block. Okay. So that will help when you're approaching zoners to like run zone. I mean, run block, run block, run block. Okay. Saizuke so said that he's going to look at the balance of season two. Like he's personally going to look over the season two balance.
2: Hmm. All right, that's that's probably good news. Um, I wonder who was in charge of the first season. I wonder if it was uh, Katano.
1: I think it might have been Katano and like the team, but I think that because it got out of hand, that Daisuke is personally going to like look at it.
2: Oh yeah, so uh, I, I guess in bigger news, I mean, as much as I want your Angie to get buffed and Happy Chaos to get nerfed, they also announced uh that the crossplay beta, which Enables cross-platform online battles between PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC players. So that one is confirmed. We'll get cross-play all the way around. Uh, Will be held sometime this summer, which I don't know if you've noticed. we only got two months left in the summer. July and August. We're in June. So um, hopefully it happens sooner than later. And then lastly, it was also announced that the game, in Japan only for now, but I wonder if that'll come to the West as well, will be packaged together with its first season pass, dubbed as... Guilty Gear Strive Starter Edition 2022, and that's set to release on August
1: 9th, 2022. There was also some
2: some Guilty Gear Strive soundtrack thing, though, but I didn't add it on here.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I think that is? Hmm. Oh, and also the soundtrack. You can now actually buy the soundtrack on Steam.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
1: Um, I think the reason they called it Starter Edition is that I think, unlike Street Fighter, they're planning on doing this for the end of every season where basically they'll have like, Oh, that's the end of the season. You know, every, all all the characters are announced and all that. Well, if you buy this version of the game, it'll have all of the Mm -hmm. season. So basically it makes it so that that way you're always caught up with guilty gear strive. So that way, like if a new player wants to get in, they don't have to buy like a one season of the game and then have to buy like all the season passes to catch up instead they'll they'll do like oh hey this was season past 1 this is season past 2 you know which i think is a better idea it's I, it's I really like... good
2: marketing just uh, terminology wise because think about it when you say starter edition 2022 that's more inviting than to saying season 2 season 1 so if they do starter edition 2023 that's still inviting the newcomers to be like sweet let me start right
1: mm-hmm. and and again it sh- it also is a great starting point for people cuz it's like I started late in the game, all the seasons, the season's done, but I'm not punished and have to buy all the season pass characters. No, it's just everything's in the all in one package.
0: Yeah,
2: very smart. Good marketing. So, yeah, we'll see what happens on June 10th, and we'll, uh, well, I guess we'll see what happens on June 8th. We'll read the patch notes. June 10th, we'll see how the application of the changes actually, you know how it always happens. They come out with a patch, and then people find bugs with the patch so then you gotta like patch the patch that's how it usually happens so mm-hmm. i think uh, oh. maybe this month of june that's when we'll get the full uh, skippy on this new update. oh
1: I, I i noticed you didn't write this down so this is this is a quick two-parter okay ceo has banned lab coat 21.
2: that's at the end my friend you see you gotta scroll uh, all the way down to the show notes and then you'll see that
1: <laughs> ah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's for spoiling
2: it broken. No, I'm kidding.
1: God, uh,
0: <laughs> no,
1: uh, actually, it's funny. I was gonna say, did you know that Bandai actually said that she, the balance patch is gonna be this month
2: for Labcoat? Mm, good, good. So they,
1: ha- they didn't announce when they announced June. Uh,
2: I know. I know. We have a whole broken or a whole uh, yeah, a whole broken wing slash combo breaker segment coming up, but. Just off the top of your head, do you know if a Labco 21 player won Dragon Ball Fighter as a combo breaker?
1: Seven out of all eight Top A had Android 21.
2: Okay, all right.
1: It got to the point, I want to let you know right now, it got to the point where they were counting on stream how many times Android (laughs) 21 debuffed someone, and by 17, they lost count. Man,
2: yeah. So that definitely confirms that that needs to change. Good on CEO for, for banning that character. Um, she's very, very strong. Very strong.
1: Hey, they now can run a tournament two hours less than before.
2: I <laughs> know. Very good. <laughs> All right, Broken. We only got one news item before the big one. So let's get with this one. This is a game that I recently purchased, as I talked about in the top of the show. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Update Version two point eight. 0. So on June 2nd, 2022, publisher Side Games and developer Arc System Works announced the details of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus version 2.80 update. The gameplay changes, which are now live as of June 3rd, 2022, feature three major implementations: Tactical Move Rush, Tactical Move Backshift, and Overdrive. The Rush mechanic is a dash that consumes 50% meter, allowing characters to quickly close the distance on their opponents on the ground. ...or use it offensively during combos. The backshift mechanic is a defensive backstep, which also consumes 50% meter. And it is is an invincible option on defense, which allows the player to avoid any oncoming attacks from the opponent, even on wake-up. And lastly, overdrive is an extreme buff, which consumes 100% meter and can only be used once per round. It grants the player more damage on all attacks, chip damage on normal attacks. It nullifies the opponent's chip damage... Faster universal overhead, enhanced, simple combo commands for and cooldowns. Access to both skybound art and super skybound art. Lastly, taking damage will result in losing a third of the overdrive gauge. So those are cool changes. Are they gonna make me jump onto Grand Blue Fantasy Versus? No, I bought it because it's a good deal. But the one thing I like the most about this. Is the um, the backdash. I mean, I, I always thought that outside of invincible DP that you have to use meter on or, or the cooldown thing on, there mm-hmm. was the defensive options in this game were severely lacking. I just thought that, like, if somebody gets you in the corner, like, you're done. Like, it's just over. And I like the fact that now you can, I don't like that you gotta spend so much meter for it, but whatever. I like that there's a defensive mechanic in the game. I'll say that.
1: So, like I told, like I told before the stream started, I said, you know what the new, the hot new thing uh, that all fighting games have to do in order to make the game spicy is just add, add FADC into everything. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Guilty Gear Strive did it with their Roman Cancel. So now you can Roman Cancel Drift. <laughs> you know, Street Fighter V did it with V-Shift. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is doing Rush. Uh, I was like, how do we spice up our fighting game? Yep. What if we had FADC into it? You know. Whoa!
2: You know which fighting game has all of those mechanics plus more? I won't even have to say the name. But it's got it. It's in there. Uh no, this is good. This this game needed it to be honest. I really thought that defensively there were no there are hardly any options that made sense in Grand Blue Versus. And uh, that's why I thought the pacing was weird. Also, um, because of the, the movement be- on the ground being just somewhat slow in my opinion and uh, jumping being really floaty uh, on most characters, the, uh, the charge move now, so the rush mechanic, I think that's a good idea too. So closing the distance, using it for combo extensions, I like that. Overdrive is cool. Um, you know, it's just an offensive mechanic.
1: You know what you can do now? What? You can hit... With fairies like whip from like all the way across the screen, get a confirm, and instead of just being like, Oh, I hit you and that's it. No, you can rush. Right. Get close to your opponent and then start a combo. You know what that's while called? Hits done.
2: You know what that's called?
1: That's called fear.
2: That's called undernight and birth.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> actually also called undernight and birth.
2: Yeah. Um, no, it's cool. I mean, that's very phonon esque and yeah, I mean t- they they definitely need a spark with that game, and, and the spark hasn't been implemented with rollback netcode. So this is the next best best thing, right?
1: I will say it is a nice way to like spice up the game a bit. I really thought they were gonna announce rollback into the game. I mean, they're bringing the game back into fruition. Like the game was wasn't dead, but like it was it was in dormant. A low state. Yeah, it was dormant, and then they're like, oh hey, we're bringing the game back. We're we're bringing the Season three is not the end of the game. We're going to we're actually going to like rev up the game again. We're going to we're going to like add mechanics, you know, make the game fun. And I was like, now would be a great time to announce, you know, rollback. But, you know, yeah. maybe it's that side games hasn't doesn't realize that rollback. I, I don't know. It, it's something.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I them. And Bandai with Dragon Ball. I don't know why they're being so stubborn on that shit. Like, just do it. Everybody else has done it. Just do it.
1: List literally asked Arxis, Hey, everyone keeps asking for rollback. What is it? And then they were like, Oh, don't worry about it. You want to put it in the game? We can put it in the game. Yeah. That's all they did. They literally said, Hey, everyone keeps talking about this whack-ass thing called rollback. What is it? Don't worry about it. We'll implement it into the game.
2: Oh, well. I mean, hey, I'm I don't work for Spy Games or ArcSys, so I can I can only talk on this silly podcast that is soon getting discontinued. <laughs> um all right, broken. We've led up to this. All this news, but this one is the big one. Street Fighter mm-hmm. Six. By the way, is there a, is it official now? So Street Fighter Six is are we gone with Roman numerals? Are we just doing six? Is this the number? Because I typed uh, this up in my show notes. I put a Roman numeral, but I was like, wait a second. This is, am I just supposed to put six uh, now?
1: Yeah, you should just put six because even the logo changed to just six.
2: That's true. Man, I feel like such a Zoomer putting six. I'm so used to putting like the boomer Roman numerals.
1: I got to put six. Uh now. the perfect, the perfect setting. Yes.
2: All right. So on June 2nd, 2022, during the annual state of play uh, for Sony PlayStation, the their presentation every year, Capcom officially released the first gameplay trailer for Street Fighter 6. The trailer showed the new Street Fighter poster boy, Luke, the newcomer to the scene, Jamie, Ryu, and Chun-Li squaring off with each other in the mean streets of Metro City. The trailer finishes off with some animated super sequences and shows a newly updated logo dimming to black right before a line of text reading coming 2023, showing... The logos for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and Steam. Now, before we keep going about this, uh, this is big because this was a, during the state of play. You know, Sony does this mm-hmm. every year with PlayStation. They obviously have been partnered with Capcom through the lifetime of Street Fighter 5, Street Fighter 6, Xbox Series X and S. What do you think this is about?
1: So I think that they are not... It's not that they're no longer partnered with PlayStation. I think what it is, is that PlayStation let them... Because ever since PlayStation bought Evo, they said, hey, it doesn't matter what company it is. We will respect fighting games. Mm -hmm. So I think that when they bought Evo, they were like, okay, how do we make everyone at Evo happy? what if we just let Xbox back into the game? Because before they bought Street Fighter V, all fighting games were played on Xbox 360. Pretty much. So, what better way to bring in goodwill for Evo than to be like, hey, plus Capcom now has Monster Hunter money.
2: That's true, because Street Fighter Five was partially funded by Sony. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Hey, I'm I'm glad to have Shefarder back on Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox, but I just like that it's on there again.
1: Now, here's something interesting that you may not know about, but, uh, because I don't, I didn't actually see this on the, uh, on the notes, but Evo, Epic Games, and Sony are all working together to remove lag from Sony consoles for fighting games.
2: Oh, that's really good news.
1: Yeah, they actually had a press release that said, hey, we see, uh, it was from Epic Games, and it was like, hey guys, we see the fighting game community. We love the dedication and support the fighting game community has. We're working with Sony and Evo to make sure that we can remove lag from Sony consoles so that we can make it line up with all the other systems. So now you won't have Xbox being like the mid-tier lag, PC being the low end lag and then Sony being the la- high end lag. You now be like everything. It's not going to be like PC, but it's going to get closer. So like, you know,
2: hey, man, that's good news. I mean, i don't I don't give Epic too many compliments, but that's a good move by them. I wonder if they care so much about lag. Why didn't they go to SNK when Samurai Showdown came out and be like, hey, let's put some rollback in this. B- <laughs>
0: uh, <no>! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I had to take a shot there. Um, but no, that is but good I news. Think, that is good news.
1: Yeah, I really think that's good. I think that's going to help a lot because if there's one thing people complain about from going to PC, to, especially me when I went to Comma Breaker, is input delays. It uh, sucks.
2: It's the worst. Dude, um, we'll talk about this in our combo Breaker because, I mean, I say this every time I talk about combo Breaker, I talk about that garbage, but, uh, listen, we'll, we'll talk about it. Just remember, remind me, uh, uh-huh. um, okay. More Street Fighter six. So that was the, the initial trailer. Now here's the thing. There's a lot to break down here, uh, just for the sake of brevity and for the sake of it technically not being confirmed yet, we're not going to talk about the leaks because as much as I think that they're true, they seem to be true. I'll wait until it's actually coming from the horse's mouth as opposed to sort of from the horse's mouth. So there's a lot to break down. Um, There were a bunch of leaks as far as the roster, as far as their costumes and all that. I actually believe that it's probably Capcom themselves, and they're doing it on purpose. But uh, until we actually get the official information here, we won't talk about this. made a
1: they made a tweet saying uh well it was something funny i actually think it was pretty as residents of metro city we all seen things we weren't supposed to see <laughs> but we're all in this together we appreciate all the positive reactions thank you for the support i think with a tweet like that they were in on it because it's like yeah why would you why would you make a, a tweet like saying hey as the residents of metro city we've all seen things we weren't supposed to see like we know that the game is supposed to take place in Metro City, mm-hmm. but that's a little bit too tongue in cheek. You know what I mean?
2: It is, and you know, I do think that yes, this came from them, and it's cool. But I'll wait until we get the actual trailers and actual introductions of these characters, not just screenshots and and just bootleg videos. So um,
1: I really hope some of the things that they're they're leaking is not true. That'd be because dope. if if some of the things that they're leaking is true, I might actually feel really bad. Because uh one of the things they leaked was that the reason why Ken looks like a Garo mark of the wolves Ken <laughs> yeah. is the fact that um
2: Oh he's he down a, on his luck, man. That poor guy he, he invested in crypto.
1: <laughs> no, what it was was actually he uh he wanted to he wanted to pursue the same goal and like as aspiration is right? as Ryu, right? And apparently his wife got angry and took his kid.
2: Yeah. He's, he's so, divorced. Like,
1: broke. He's, <laughs> so apparently people... Oh, and also apparently from the leak someone said he loses his fire DP. Oh, man. Because is... he lost his spark. He lost his spark. And I was like, if this is true, I'm gonna feel so bad. 'Cause it's like, why would you why would you why do you hate Ken so much, guys? Come on now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I mean obviously the leaks are out there. Just go on Twitter. Um, you know what I did yep. actually uh, last or a few couple days ago? I unfollowed all of the FGC adjacent accounts that I have. So everybody who I don't care for, but a lot of them were like uh FGC pages as far as like news and stuff. I just unfollowed a bunch of them. My Twitter timeline now is mostly MMA ironically so like but <laughs> but even even with just it being just MMA now uh I still saw all the leaks on Twitter for Street Fighter 6 so it's on there it's really easy to find uh we won't talk about it today but let's just talk about the stuff that we did see so let's start with the the visuals themselves uh from the initial trailer so this appears in my opinion correct me if i'm wrong this appears to be a combination of 3D character models and portraits like in Killer Instinct with Heavy coats of colorful paint from what we saw from Street Fighter V, but it's more so stylized in those brush strokes that we saw in a lot of the cinematic animations from Street Fighter 4. It's a okay. it's an interesting blend of a bunch of bunch of stuff. Um characters seem way closer to the screen than they do in the last two Street Fighter games. It's a very stylish game, very, very stylish, modern, in my opinion. Now, let me know how you feel about this. I find that this is like very streety. This is like the most Street Fighter game I have ever have seen. It's,
1: finally, it's, finally, Ryu
2: from Street. <laughs> everything is so like street. It's it's all streety. It's just it's just streets everywhere.
1: <laughs> That's the theme. You know, you know. Honestly, I think I like the direction that I like going it for. too.
2: Yeah. It's grown on me. For sure, it's grown on me.
1: When I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks bad. This is going to be RE6, the fighting game. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at, well, not RE6, RE2, the fighting game, because the, the RE engine. Right. I still think the RE engine should be renamed because, uh, what is it? To the moon engine is the most dumb name I could ever think of in the history of like, Names. Mm-hmm. Why is it named to the moon? But anyways, that's that's beyond the point. uh The RE engine surprisingly shocked me because if there's something I think that's interesting is that you could see like the the mocapping of RE engine, mm. but like the faces seem animated, and so do like whenever they actually do combat, it looks animated. It's not like everything's mocap. Like this doesn't look like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. Um, it this looks like a mixture of what Mortal Kombat should be, you know, which is like mocaps there to help with the character models, but when it comes to actually the characters doing things, it's animated and fluid.
2: Mm-hmm. The there have like I mean, obviously, so there are a few segments in the animation while they're actually fighting that look a little jank, but that's with every fighting game. So hopefully they smooth those things out um one thing that i kind of just want to remind people go back to 2015 and look see if you can find that initial street fighter gameplay trailer it looks so much different than what we got so you know just uh hold your horses this might not be the final product there's going to be changes so that's uh but listen right now initially i was kind of like you i was taken back by the by the look just because it's changed it's different but then I watched the trailer a few more times, and I was like, "You know what? I can get behind this it's It's a very modern take on a fighting game, and it's if if a fighting game comes out in 2022, I kind of think of that direction as opposed to other ones so um it's grown on me for sure, it's grown on me. the gameplay. so he, this is, comes from the official website, which by the way, I'm really surprised how much information they put out there right away, which uh you know, I commend them for that they they are being fairly transparent with the initial uh, push of this game. So the game will feature what is dubbed the drive system. The drive gauge is characterized as an engine that powers the drive system. It is available as soon as the round begins, allowing you to fight to your liking. If you spend your entire drive gauge, you'll enter a burnout state with big disadvantages, but it also replenishes automatically making meter management a key to the fight. Understanding the system in depth, including when to be conservative and when to gamble, allows for deep, high-level battles. So this drive systems, uh, The drive gauge consists of five different options, all costing different amounts of meter. So you start with a full stick of butter at the beginning of the round. You decide how much you want to spend for every single one of these uh, different types of drive gauge options. So... The first option I, go ahead.
1: I think what's really cool is that they start with a full bar. Yeah, that's drive gauge. Not it's not that like you got to like, build we, meter, know, with meter yeah. that you build it. No, you start with a full, which means that like you can start the like start from round 1 like insane and you can just go all out.
2: Mhm. Yeah, it's uh definitely a good idea. Um different idea. So we'll see how and that, that's something for sure that they can tweak in the future. Like, let's say if if that is game breaking in any kind, in any in any way, they can make future patches and be like, okay, now we're gonna start characters with half drive gauge or whatever. So um, that is very malleable. It's it's a flexible system in my opinion. So uh, there are five different options that the drive gauge consists of that you can use this meter for. So the first one is drive impact which is a powerful strike that can absorb an opponent's incoming attack. So, kind of like letting go of a level 3 focus. So, you just you get in there. Mm-hmm. Drive parry. Automatically repel an opponent's attack and replenish drive when performed successfully. Perform a perfect parry by parrying just before an opponent's attack hits you. So, yeah, your standard parry. Overdrive. Press two of the same button type instead of when performing, or rather, instead of one when performing a special move to turn it into an overdrive art. These are the same attacks as EX special moves in past games. I don't know why they just didn't keep the name EX special.
1: Because it's not meter dependent. And you know what that means.
2: Oh, you're right. You're right. You know what this
1: means. You know what this means, right? There's another meter. No. Well, yes, there is. Because you get three bars of super. What this means is you can go normal to special to EX to super. Hmm, That is cool. Because now that it's not using your super meter, you actually have super meter. Yeah. Which means you can go, instead of going either, you know, normal to special to EX or normal to special to super, you can go all four.
2: I wonder if he, so you're telling me I can do Hadouken, EX Hadouken, tenjin Hadouken.
1: Yes. Sick. I like it. All right. Um, well, if, if the combo variety. If it lets I, you
2: juggle, yeah, if it lets you juggle. Yeah,
1: if one. it lets you juggle it. But if it, it, and if you can juggle it that way, then
0: whoo-hoo. Mm,
2: that that might
1: actually be a really cool way to like change up how the game works.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, The fourth option with your drive gauge is drive rush. Perform a quick rush forward from a drive parry or cancelable normal attack. So, again, you're canceling something, you're going forward. And then, last but not least, drive reversal. Perform a counterattack while blocking an opponent's attack. So, drive impact, you absorb the strike, and you use that as an interrupt, and then drive reversal is while you're blocking. So.
0: Those are all the utilities for the drive system and your drive gauge.
1: I like it. It's different. I do too. I think that it's going to add a lot of depth to the game. It's going to change the games. Like, you know, I think that the game, here's the thing. This is going from like the most footsie dependent, like every move and every hit and everything like matters Mm -hmm. to Here's a lot of defense and offensive uh, like options that will, not, that will allow you to finally skip neutral. Because yes. I'm going to say it right now, Street Fighter V is such a footsie and neutral-based game that it's kind of boring to play but fun to watch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's one of those games where it's like, if, you're, if you don't enjoy to play neutral, then don't play Street Fighter V. Because it's just, it's that. That's all it is, is neutral. Yeah. But with Street Fighter Six, with all of this like stuff, like Drive Impact, where like you can just like say, "Screw it, I'm just gonna go in," Mm -hmm. and like Drive Reversal, where it's like it's a weak attack, but it basically stops your opponent from like hitting you, yeah, you know, and all that. This looks like one of those things where it's like, "Hey, we want to make the game spicy. We want to make it more engaging. It's not just footsies. It's not just you know." Yeah, I think that. This is gonna be a great way to get newcomers and old heads into the game because old heads doesn't matter how the game is if it's Street Fighter they'll play it, but like <laughs> new newer players I think that they don't really enjoy neutral footsies as much as like other people say. Like I I always hear oh I want my footsies and my neutral but it gets really boring just playing that. There needs to be some BS.
2: Well, well, Street Fighter Five, I think, resonates with a lot of people because while it does have neutral, it has neutral with like dire consequences too. Because if you lose neutral and the other person has V trigger, you probably lost that round. Like most likely, you you lost that round. Um, Here, you're starting a full gauge. So somebody decides to go just absolute. You know, ham in the in the, right in the middle of right in the start of the round it's like all right get off me you know v impact v, or not v impact uh you got drive reversal drive impact or whatever so i think that's a good way to counteract that um i think this seems I, to me season five souped up so like the vision that they had when they took over from ono i think this is kind of what i was expecting from that newer generation that took over they're a little younger, they got more modern ideas. This seems like a modern take on Street Fighter, and I, I don't mind it. I'm a boomer and I don't mind it.
1: I will say this. I want to know what the, the punishment because they said there's a penalty for using all of your your gauge before it fills up. Because your overdrive gauge will like fill up naturally yeah. over time. But they said that there's a punishment for like wasting all your meter before it fills up. Like overheating I if it, of some kind, yeah. Yeah, like you're you're exhausted. So mm. I wonder if maybe like you take more damage or if uh, gage takes longer to fill up or something i wonder what the like the punishment is because i want to see because it the thing that i think is interesting about fighting games is it's not just punch who punches faster i think meter uh meter management is really fun because it makes the game more interesting oh yeah and now there's two types of meter that you have to manage rather than one <laughs> And so, well, I mean, you do manage V shift, but V shift is just like one of those set and forget it.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Street Fighter the last last few games you had multiple meters, where you know Street Fighter Four Ultra and meter, Street Fighter Five you got V trigger and meter. So, yeah, looks like they're doing the same thing here, which I I don't mind. I I think this this concept looks interesting, even just in its. Early, uh, early development, so I'm looking forward to it. Now uh, let's talk a little bit about controls here. So this comes also from the website. They mentioned that there will be two different types of controls, a modern control type and a classic control type. The modern control type allows you to perform special attacks with multiple, or rather with simple button combinations. This is designated for players who want to fight without memorizing and practicing special move button combinations. This includes a form of assists or what is better known to us as auto combos.
1: You know what's interesting? I think uh, when, you, when we get to classic controls, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm always so excited. <laughs> yeah, I know I, I know, I know, you,
2: you, you jumped the gun, it's, it's cool. Uh, and I think I know what you're about to say. So that was the modern control type. Here's the classic control. So the classic control is your traditional six-button layout that needs no introduction. The standard control type for the series, effective at high-level play where complete control over your character is a must. Players can freely customize their button layout, allowing for a wide range of fighting styles. I think I know what you're about to say, but how about you say it, and I tell you if I got it right.
1: So I think that what they're doing with modern versus classic is actually very interesting. And I think this might be the future of like easy inputs overall Mm -hmm. in fighting games. And what it is, is that in classic control, you have access to all the overdrive and the drive rush and all that. And you have access to all six of your buttons. But in modern controls, you have easy inputs but you don't have access to everything. Mm -hmm. You only have access to like when you go into easy or modern control, you have light, medium, heavy, special, right? So if you want to do like cool combos, you can't do that. If you want to do the new drive stuff, you can't do that. If you want to do like links and stuff, you can't do that. If you want to press, if you want to get certain normals, you, you don't have access to all your normals. So I think this is basically them saying, we will give you easy inputs, but you're in a very, very bad disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So like when you fight someone that's in classic mode, because the game will actually show you like who's in modern control and who's in classic control. The game will probably like someone that's playing a classic control player will be like, I don't have access to all these tools. This is cool. How do I get access to these tools? And it'll actually like get people off of modern and into classic and like tell them, "Hey, if you want to do all these cool stuff that everyone else is doing, you need to learn the game. Yeah. Like, this is a good this is a good stepping stone to play single player and to like to like play the game and learn it. But once you learn it, you want to do the cool stuff.
2: This could be a great balance of this is how sort of you accommodate the newcomer. While mm. not ostracizing the veteran, like that's kind of what you want in fighting games. Yes. One thing I'm super surprised you didn't mention Broken. This, I mean, you're Mr. Guilty Gear. This yeah. is this is a reimagination of stylish versus technical.
1: This is actually this is a very much like stylish versus technical reimagining. Yeah, I and mean, I, this is that game. Again, um, again, like I said, I'm actually excited because it's not like oh you're it's just you press buttons and you win but you have access to all the tools because like in stylish mode you still had access to all your tools you still had access to all your normals it's just that you had a weaker health bar and you had auto combos
2: it was harder to do so i actually tested that with exert with rev2 rather i went i went into training mode with eno and i tried to do a long bread and butter that she that she has i try to do with with stylish it's actually really hard to get the button that you need with stylish because it's, it's auto all, combo
1: will take place. Yeah.
2: It will take over. So you have to be in technical in order to do it. So it does restrict you in a way.
1: But again, like I said, this might be fun. This might be the, the way. Cause like every game that does this, their auto combos are not as good as like the technical no, they're, version. They're trash. They're trash normally. And I just, I really am excited because it, it's not just that they restrict you with just auto combos. No, they restrict you by removing normals and like gameplay features. So it's like if you want to do the cool stuff Well, yeah,
2: come join the boomers in
1: the streets. <laughs> now, can i can i can I ask for one thing? Okay. We're removing quarter circle in uh, notation. We are a numpad notation wow. house. This Who is a thought? numpad notation house. Who thought? All right. Can uh, we w- I don't want to see anyone say quarter circle back, quarter circle forward, Z motion. I want you to say the numbers. Okay. Man. This is
2: This is revolutionary for Capcom heads. Oh my God. They won't be able you know to say funny? like fierce, you know, low you know forward.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? When they were revealing Rose. They showed that Rose's commands were in numpad notation, and I was like, "It's right there. Mm-hmm. Capcom uses nap- numpad notation. Y'all need to get off this this low-fierce. Like, right. I get it, but just use numpad notation." Yeah,
2: now it's gonna be two B two three six. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, can no, you imagine saying still, it? Still has to, you. Still gotta say low four fireball.
1: You're still gonna say. You're still going to say like 236 fierce, but it's not going to be like quarter circle back fierce. Yeah. You know, like that's what I I don't like that because it's like it's so restrictive cuz every time someone tells me, "Oh, this is the better way to do notation." I'm like, "Okay, explain to me how you play uh how, how you play Gold Lewis then." And every time I tell someone, "Hey, explain to me how do you play Gold Lewis?" they just immediately shut down cuz they're like Oh yeah. yeah. It is almost impossible to describe how any it is. of Behemoth Typhoon works without numpad notation. Yeah. It's
2: it's I, I never understood that argument. People were trying to argue against number pad. It doesn't make sense, but you know, people will be people.
1: We got in th- this house. In this house we use numpad notation.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh we got three more modes here. We don't have a lot of information on uh, most of them, but uh Real-time commentary mode. So the game will also feature commentators heard on the official Capcom Pro Tour as they will commentate on your battles in real-time. This is similar to sports games. I don't know if you've ever played like NBA 2K or Madden or whatever. You know how they have like a commentary booth. They'll talk about the play-by-play like, oh, number 12 just threw a pass to number 84 or whatever. Um, it's kind of like that. So they're going to put in voice lines from commentators. We saw uh, two commentators. Vicious and Aru, we're supposed to get more. So this is, I think, fun for the more the casual person. I don't really care for this. I don't want a commentator commentating my stuff. If Obama gets in, I'd be like, all right,
1: let me put Obama on. But like have you seen have you seen the Legend of Oh my God, it's so good.
2: Yeah. He won't get in. But listen, if they put like James Chen or whatever, I'm I don't really care. Like I'm I'm not, I'm just gonna have the it's regular just- gameplay
1: stuff. This is reminding me a lot of Yatagarasu a little bit, yep. because Yatagarasu also had it, yep. which makes me feel like they're gonna ask Maximilian dude to also do like a commentary track because they he you were able to select Maximilian in Yatagarasu yep. as a commentator,
2: yeah. So that's in the game. More commentators are planned for the future, and then. Uh, two more here, World Tour mo- mode, which is an immersive single-player story mode. I think that was a bit of what we saw in the beginning of the trailer of just Luke running around Metro City. That wasn't Luke.
0: That wasn't Luke?
1: Luke isn't black, last time I checked. Luke is Caucasian. No. And that no, was a creative character. That was a creator character.
2: Are you sure? In the beginning of the trailer?
1: Okay, so in the beginning of the trailer, that's Luke punching the, the bag. Yeah, and then it goes into a black guy with his hood up like this. Mm, I th- I don't know why I thought that was Luke, because like I was like because when people were like, oh, why does Luke have his hoodie up? I was like, last time I checked, Luke's Caucasian. Everybody,
2: <laughs> mm, I didn't even notice. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I just thought it was Luke. So anyway, I don't know if that's a single player or if that's the battle hub
1: mode
0: that they they've were talking
1: about. They confirmed that they've confirmed a bit. So they confirmed that as a single player create a character thing where it's like you create your own character and you can go around Metro Just City. Uppercutting trash like cans. The- <laughs> What's really cool, I thought this was really weird. What's really cool is you can actually beat people's ass. Mm. Like you can go up to people and be like, hey, I want to beat your ass. Like, like the
2: guy was challenging another guy, right?
1: Yeah, so the guy challenged him. And then it, you, there's, I don't know why it was only a frame of it. But like if frame one fight, they both like jump into like yeah, battle that's sick. fight. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, oh, so very, like,
2: very Mortal Kombat-ish." Though the way they go from cinematic to gameplay—that's that's taken from WB's book.
1: Yeah. So I think that I think this might be the future of single-player fighting games, which is like you create your own character with like a certain move set, and then like you explore. Because people, I hate to say this, but people always say, "Is fighting games worth my money?" And it's getting harder and harder to be like fighting games are worth their money because it's just an arcade system. Like, why would you spend 60 bucks for an arcade experience? Right. It doesn't feel like the, it's $60. This feels like a $60 experience because you're getting all the arcade mode stuff, but you're also getting this expansive, like single player experience. Yeah.
2: Hopefully we're not getting Kagemusha. Uh, that'd be nice. So yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. More with refer Fighter 6. I got uh, two things. I know I didn't want to talk about the leaks. Uh, I just have two notes here. One, what do you think about Cammy with pants? Yay or, n- or no?
1: Yay, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm team yay. They already, I, I, I like they already showed that Cammy's going to have her old costume. Yeah, they it's, they already ab- it's about
2: time she put some pants on. I'm just saying.
1: Also, first thing,
2: I like the first fact that they're true. older now. They all seem older. I'm, I'm, I like time
1: it's, skips. This might actually be after three. Thank God. This might... Thank God. I, I always hated that they said three is like the finale. And they, all, like street, they were always scared of going past three. It's fine to go past three, guys. Yeah. Thank God. Because so, the reason I think this is past Street fighter three, is because one, Chun-Li is not an Interpol agent anymore.
2: You know, she doesn't look white anymore. That's nice. I know Zio in the Discord was saying, oh, she's butchered or whatever. I'll be honest. I looked at her again. I like the way she
1: she looks. looks. She looks like she's Chinese, which is... About time. Weird. She is Chinese. In 4 and 5, she looks white. She looks white
2: chunners. And, yeah.
1: Now she looks like she's... And also, she's now voiced by an Asian. She's voiced by uh, Saki from... uh, From... Something. Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh,
2: that's neat. Because she was voiced by Laura Bailey before.
1: Yeah, so now she's voiced by a different lady. She's the voice actress of the Saki lady. You know, the, the one chick that taught uh, Zuko how to like fight from that one clan where he had to wear like the women's outfit.
0: Mm,
2: I, no. I don't know. I, I think I only watched like maybe a few episodes of Avatar. And when, once they met the blind girl who does the, the rock stuff.
1: Oh, okay. That's earth. when you stopped. Okay, yeah, that's when that stopped. Yeah, that's fair. She, she's pretty cool. I liked her. Um, so I like that that they're going with. Uh, they're literally allowing. You know.
2: Yeah, if that's Jury's actual outfit, that's a that's a baller outfit.
1: That's a really baller jury outfit. Jury
2: has always like, had really good outfits, though. Like I don't. Yeah. Even, I mean four, five, and
1: now six. I think here's the thing. Cammy has her original outfit because they're gonna bring back the of classic outfit.
2: They're all gonna have their original outfits, but I just like the reimagination. I like,
1: I like the new Cammy outfit more. Honestly, I think here's the thing: yeah. I don't like the fact that she's flooding. Like, I wish that it was all the way down, mm-hmm. you know. But I really appreciate it. Like, look, she's still sexy, okay? Just because she has legging on doesn't mean that you're not about to see it's ass so, whenever so she weird. does everything.
2: It's so weird. I mean, just people don't like change and um I don't know. I
1: the was the moment I the moment I saw that, I was like, Y'all really just will bitch about anything, huh? Yeah. I saw that and I was like, wow. Y'all really do not actually care about fighting games. Y'all just want to no, bitch about they anything.
2: Uh lasting thoughts on this before we move on to topic of the week. I, I think uh, there were a few months ago where I was saying, listen, I'm really encouraged by the new direction of Street Fighter V. And I watched the trailer multiple times. I love the fact that the website has a bunch of details on there. Um, I w- I'm really encouraged with the direction of Street Fighter Six. Now, here's the caveat here. I forgave them for not addressing the Street Fighter V code towards the end of the game. Because why would you do that, I guess, even though it was doable? And they should have done it. I was like, you know what? Whatever. If this game comes out comes out in twenty twenty three with botched kage netcode, it doesn't matter how good the game actually plays. Like, you can't do that again. So I really, really hope they address Especially the netcode. with
1: code. all the goodwill they're building up for Street Fighter Six. There's so much goodwill being built up for Street Fighter Six right now. If they if they screw it up because of the rollback net code, it's just going to all of that goodwill is going to go in down the drain.
2: I hope they get that right. I really do, because uh, fighting games are in a better place when Street Fighter is actually good. Not when people are lying to you and saying it's like, oh, no, it's it's great when, when it's when it's not. So because I think it elevates everybody else like four did. Um, I thought four elevated the scene. I thought five elevated the scene for a different reason. It was so bad that people played other games.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. Um, I always think that it's funny that whenever someone said, Oh, when Capcom's not doing well, all the other games do well. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, no, because just because Capcom's not doing well, all the other games doing well, is the next No, it's not true because when Capcom was in that lull, when we didn't have any fighting games for a while, everyone thought fighting games were dead. Yep. But you had Mortal Kombat, you had Blaze Blue, you had Guilty Gear Plus R, you had all these fighting games, dead or alive. Out, virtual every virtual fighter, dead or alive, tech in. But everyone was like, "Oh, fighting games are dead" because we didn't get another Capcom game. Yep. So, for the for the sake of fighting games, I think Capcom also needs to do well. Because if Street Fighter is not doing well, then the scene as a whole doesn't do well. And because Street Fighter V was a game that came out and it didn't do well, it did allow other games to come up. But now that everyone knows like all these fighting games like, do exist yeah. and that there's other fighting games besides Capcom, I think it's good to bring back Capcom into the, like, the player number one spot again. Mm-hmm. Because of the simple fact that like now everyone knows other fighting games exist. So it's not just oh, Capcom's the only fighting game. Now it's Capcom does good fighting games, but if I want something other than Capcom uh, Street Fighter, there's other options. Because originally it was just yep. Capcom or nothing. Now it's it's Capcom and this and this and this. And I think that in the long run, for a healthy fighting game like community, Capcom needs to do well.
2: Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, you saw other games definitely took advantage of Capcom being kind of down with the people. Um, Tekken 7, Private. I thought, I, Tekken 7, I thought, benefited so much when, when Capcom wasn't doing well. And then look what happened when Tekken 7 and Street Fighter Five were aging titles and Strive came out and they're like, they're the new kid on the
1: block. Oh my gosh. I'm, I mean... That was ins- My favorite tweet of all time, I'm sorry to bring this up, was... I can't believe we're in an er- I'm living in an era where Street Fighter players are miserable <laughs> having to wake up early in the morning to get done with their stream so that that way they have time to wake, stay up late at night to watch Guilty Gear Strive. What world am I living in? Crazy. Strive is the
2: snake eyes out there streaming Strive every night playing Potemkin. Who would
1: have thought? You know what was insane? You know what was insane? So because we're we're done with Street Fighter and we're getting to the next part, which was all about combo breaker featuring Broken Wing. You know <laughs> what was insane? Because Street uh, Guilty Gear was the closing game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the screens were dedicated to Guilty Gear. Oh, that's and cool. So were all the speakers. Ooh, because nice. all the speakers were dedicated to Guilty Gear. You knew when someone got hit with Counter. Because
0: mm-hmm. you know how
1: Counter is oh, really yeah. loud already? Yeah. Oh my God! You felt that in your chest, yeah. and every time, because Happy Chaos, there's two Happy Chaoses in top eight. Yeah. Every time he made a shot, you you felt surround <laughs> so sound. Huh? <laughs> you felt the gunshot. Like every time he made a gunshot, he was like, Oosh. Yeah. So your body shook with the gunshot. So they, it was like
2: they should have had eight. the uh, they should have had Dragon Ball and had the cell yell on there. That would have been great uh but yeah broken before we get topic of the week how about we take a little short break here and uh then we can talk all about your combo breaker experience
0: round two topic of the week
2: all right broken topic of the week it's all about you you are Mm -hmm. the center of this topic of the week combo breaker it's a cool tournament i got some issues with it but it's a cool tournament i didn't go this year but you attended in the name of hollywood and uh, let's talk about it. So, Comic was a tournament with 5,000 entrants. Now, a lot of those entrants have to be, you know, they're, they're not, it's not 5,000 people, I don't think, but it's 5,000 entrants, so multiple people played multiple games. Mm-hmm. Still very impressive.
1: I, talk- can tell you for, I can tell you for a fact there was more than 5,000 people, though. With, probably with spectators, right? Spectators in the cosplay tournament.
0: Mm,
2: I do love the cosplay tournament they got there. Uh, it was actually kind of cool. I forgot who won. One guy won with, like, a pug. He, has, he had, like, a pug as a prop. That was pretty good. Um. All right, let's talk about it. I got interviewed... I don't know if you just want to ramble here or if you just want me to go run down through my questions.
1: You. We can do a little bit of both. Okay. I'm fine with both.
2: Okay, so whenever you just want to ramble, I'll, I'll listen. I, I just want to start off with this. What happened? Why didn't you play?
1: So... I drove to the airport early okay. And the moment we got on the highway to Dallas from because I, I live in Waco. It's not in Dallas. Shout out to Baylor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bears, the bears. Uh-huh. I, I actually saw something funny. So if you look at like um, this is rambling, but if you look at the like the age dependency, which is like the or the age expectancy of like certain cities, most cities, it'll go like, it'll go from like, this. it'll look like a triangle because it's like the younger you are to the older and then like finally the old, no, there's not a lot of old people left, you know? Yeah. But in Waco, it goes like this because, oh, we're going to college and then as soon as we get done with college age, it goes straight to like that. Oh shit, that. yep. People leave just, they leave Waco right away. Yes, they leave Waco right away. So I always thought it was weird. So you're driving uh, oh. from Waco to Dallas, trying, to, trying there to get to the airport. Heavy traffic. There was heavy traffic on Dallas. And as soon as I got there, because I was on Spirit... Oh, dude. Spirit. Oh, my God. Fuck Spirit. They're
2: the sponsors
1: <laughs> of the show. We can't say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <never! laughs> no, never, never. Uh, so you flew Spirit, which uh, for people that don't know what Spirit Airlines is, it's terrible. You can only have one carry-on. You have to check every single bag, and it costs like 50 bucks. And the seats are super tiny, and it's a terrible way of flying, but it's super cheap. It's a cheap flight, so that's why people fly Spirit. It's actually
1: more expensive because like, you have to check in your bags. And yeah, your-
2: well, I'm saying if you fly with just a carry-on, then it's cheaper than normal flights.
1: But yeah. it's a terrible—I would never fly Spirit again. I'd rather just pay the Southwest fee or whatever. Which is funny because I actually flew back in United and I was like, "Oh, oh this yeah. is a better experience." Oh yeah, even the check on the check on bag for United was way cheaper. Yeah, spirit. That w- that, was, that should have been like the the key. I should. I was like, never. That was the key right there when I, I paid for the United was. I was like, oh, I only have to pay, spend thirty bucks instead of like eighty bucks for my freaking bag. I was like, yeah, never kitchen. again, never again, spirit. Yep.
2: So you so, show up to the airport. What time do you show up to and the airport and what time is your flight?
1: So I show up at the airport at around 3.50. The flight was 4.10.
2: Oh, shit. And yeah, you weren't
1: making that Yeah, point. that traffic was too hard. Yeah. And by the time I get there, the line was like ridiculous. For, for, for the flight, it was, it was all the way to the door. And I was like, Damn. there's no way anyone's getting this. So I I grabbed the ticket and I go up to the lady and the, like the ticket even said no you're done. Yep. Gate so, shut. So I spent 24 hours in DFW.
2: Oh god. And and just for people that don't know what DFW stands for, it's Dallas Fort Worth. It's a steer yeah, in it's, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when was, was when
2: was your next flight to uh Chicago? Illinois? Yeah.
1: So, fun fact. In order to get to Chicago or Illinois, Chicago, mm-hmm. I had to go to LA, California. What? I shit you not. Why? Because it was the only flight that would actually get to Chicago. Was cuz they didn't have any connect- they didn't have any You're- direct flights to Chicago. So what they did was they said, "Okay, you'll go from Dallas at at 4 o'clock, you'll make it to, to L.A. at 6 o'clock L.A. time, uh-huh. and then you will go from 7 L.A. time to Chicago 1 o'clock in the morning. Jesus Christ. Sounds like a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Cause I passed out. On the plane, and it was a miserable... My neck hurt, because like, I was sleeping like this on the plane. So
2: what So what day and time did you show up at the venue, at Combo Breaker? Was it Saturday I, afternoon? Saturday in the morning. Saturday morning, okay.
1: So I literally was able to... As soon as we wo- everyone woke up, we got to the... We got to the... In the morning, we went to Combo Breaker. I got my badge. I got my little stupid wrist saying, hey, I was vaccinated. And then we went in. It All was right. easy as simple as that.
2: So obviously you couldn't play, so you got dequeued from the games that you entered. Uh, remind me again, so what games did you mean to play? What games did you enter?
1: I meant I meant to play Guilty Gear Strive and Melty Blood Type Lumina. Now, before, on Friday, before Combo Breaker, I actually did this. I made sure, because they had a thing that They had a. a, So on Twitter, you could actually. They said, hey, if you need to talk to Combo Breaker, email these people, right? Yeah. So I emailed the Combo Breaker TOs and I said, hey, I missed my flight. I'll be there on Saturday. Just DQ me from the roster. And they said they can't fix the roster and remove me from the roster, but they will let the TOs know. So I did the good thing. And I actually told the TOs that I will not make it. So. I don't want to ever go to a. Ter- I don't ever want to hear anybody say, "Oh, Broken Wings an asshole for like making the tos have to wait like twenty minutes for a guy who never showed up." Mm. They knew ahead of time. That's good
2: on you. I still think that since you did that and you knew you weren't going to make it, I, w- I still think you should get your money back. I'm just saying.
1: Uh, well, I stayed the other two days.
2: Yeah, but as a spectator, well, not as a participant. You could have just got You're a spectator right. pass.
1: I'm just You're saying
2: right, they but... should have just given you your money back. But whatever. I mean, that's that's just me. Um, so you didn't play, you got the cute, so you didn't get the uh players experience at Common Breaker, which is um it's all right, but really
1: um, I mean, I still got the players' experience because I still played against people.
2: Yeah, just not the tournament experience rather. Um
1: I will say this, I actually helped Lost Soul before he's top 8, because what happened was, right before Guilty Gear Strive top 8, I met Lost Soul and I said, hey, let's play so that I can warm you up. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I, I'm a huge fan of Lost Soul. I mean, yeah, yeah, he plays Happy Chaos, yeah. but he's a, he's a good, he's a cool guy yeah. overall. he seems like a nice guy. And so what I did was I was like, hey, let's play. And he was like, oh, you still, you're still sticking around with Anji? And I was like, yeah, I'm still right. an Anji player. And he was like, and actually, we at, I was surprising myself because I was at I didn't win any games, but I won a few rounds against him, and I was keep, I was going toe to toe against Lost Soul. So I actually surprised myself. I was like, I did not think I was actually going to do any. I thought this is going to be a complete wash. Yeah, it's a but good I confidence actually, booster. Yeah, it's a huge confidence booster. Like even though you lose the games, like you're yeah. you're keeping up with the players. So like you're not. And he even said himself, he's like, this was fun. Yeah. It was nice. a great warm up, so I was like, "How's the how's the I new think, venue? What, were you
2: were you a previous combo breakers by the way at Schaumburg?
1: No, Damn. I wasn't. But uh, so you this couldn't compare. New venue was this new venue was really nice. I felt I think it was funny. Someone was actually getting married. Oh really? And so I saw them like walk down the stairs, and they had the cross pass cross pass with all the cro- cross uh, cosplayers mm-hmm. and all the gamers, and I was like. Man. Oh, man. Y'all need to start looking up when venues are exactly. doing things. Like, y'all if y'all really want to have a wedding, do not do it on the same day as a freaking nerd event. Please stop cuz then yeah. hotels do not just do venues just for m- weddings, all right? This is not just a this is not your special day. This is gamer's special day. So like, I don't want to hear how your wedding was ruined by a bunch of gamers. You had years to plan this wedding
2: yeah maybe they just booked it because they were just trying to get married maybe they were trying to get married before COVID and that's kind of how what Combricker There right? was supposed to be a pheasant run and then they couldn't get pheasant run so they had to get a new
1: uh... by the way did, well, you,
2: did you hear the pheasant run caught on fire <laughs> like a week yeah. before Combricker that's crazy
1: you know what I think is actually interesting when I was uh, doing because so, we have to do Lyft and you know yeah. Uber to go around I talked to the people in the Uber, and they were like, hey, why are you here for Chicago for? And I was like, oh, I'm here for the tournament and combo break. I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know, it's this Wait, big, huge tournament. It event. was Chicago? Yeah. It wasn't St. Charles? No, it was Chicago.
2: Oh, okay. So they moved from St. Charles. That's interesting. Oh.
1: Yeah, so when I when I, when I I was in Chicago and I was in these Uber rides, the drivers were like, what? There's a tournament going on? Mm-hmm. Like a major tournament going on? I'm like, yeah, you guys have two major tournaments all the, every year. They're like, I've heard about these things, but I never knew they were happening. So I guess, you know what? I'll give the wedding uh, the the benefit of a doubt. Maybe they didn't know that there was this thing going on. Yeah. But the hotel would have told them, hey, by the way, the same day this you're doing your wedding, there's this. Do you want to reschedule it or do you want to do it this day? Yeah. You would hope that that would be the case. Um, So... So you like the new
2: venue? How was the uh, the post-COVID sort of atmosphere? W- were masks required or were they optional? 100% they were required. required.
1: Okay. So it kind of sucked cuz I'll say this, the first 2 days, Friday and Saturday cuz I I know I wasn't there on Friday, but I talked to people that were there on Friday. It was nice cuz like it was everyone was spread out because they're doing their tournaments. So, no, no, not everybody was, like, huddled together. Yeah. So, like, wearing a mask didn't feel bad. But on Sunday, everyone's huddled together. So, everyone's a goddamn furnace. Yeah, it's hot. I had to keep doing this with my mask. I had to keep bringing it down and, like like, shaking it. Because I was just like, this is getting ridiculous. Like, yes. my mask is boiling me alive. So, like, and you could tell nobody wanted the mask on. Like, mm-hmm. we were just wearing it just to wear it right but i respect foreigners a lot so i kept my mask on because the thing is is that i feel the reason why we did this is because japan's on lockdown and we actually had japanese players so you know good and well they had to be like Mm -hmm. they said they're they're doing like a if you want japanese players in combo breaker you have to like do the whole shebang yeah
2: not a lot of international competition at Combroker this year, though. Oh, did you see KOF? Well, the KOF, but I'm talking in general, I think I have saw way more international well, competition in previous years. Obviously, I mean, COVID, you know.
1: I saw Arslan Ash. It was actually cool. He was yeah, cool. he made it. Yeah, he made it. You um, know what I thought was interesting was that Sonic Fox actually did, uh, he DQ'd from all of his tournaments except for Skullgirls. Hmm. So he he just he,
2: gave him a venue, or he just gave him a participant fee. Some uh, some top players do that. I know Justin does that. Where he'll enter for everything, but he only really plans on um, playing I a couple, think, and that's just to support the event, really.
1: So what Sonic's, Sonic Sonic uh, said was, they said for my mental health, I really don't care. Like they said, they loved all fighting games. Like they they entered for all of them, and they said they like to play all those games, but they said. For my mental health, I'm just going to stick to Skullgirls. Nice. And you know what? I respect that decision. You know, Sonic Fox is a highly competitive player. He's still whoop everyone's ass in all the other games that he would have he would have played. So, I respect his decision to just be like, you know what? I'll play those games, but I'm going to focus on yeah Skullgirls because Skullgirls is his game. Even though. A Japanese player actually did beat them. This is the first time a Japanese player actually won. Oh
2: man, they're evolving. Eleven years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know the, the the funny myth where it's like no uh, no American can beat a Japanese player in uh, in a Japanese game. Well, we flipped the script, yep. but we also they also flipped the script on us.
2: Yeah. Yep. Now we got to have a tiebreaker in Marvel.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They don't play Marvel like that. But uh, yeah. Okay, so who, who did, did I meet?
2: Who did you, yeah? Did you meet anybody that you're like, yeah? I always wanted to meet that guy.
1: I met everybody. I met Sageam. I met uh, Hooking God. I met Kizzy. I met um, Saint Cola. Okay. I met. I met literally uh Brian F. I met Brian F. He was cool to talk to. Uh, I met Leffen really i was like yeah he he's a character yeah of course i got sonic soul to i mean not i got sonic fox to touch grass <laughs> i saw yeah i saw your twitter post
2: <laughs> how do you how do you go up to these people like let's say say how what did you say I hey i like approach, your videos
1: i just approach them and say hey i'm a big fan i just and then i'll like I'll, I'll just talk to them i'm like hey do you want to talk or this or that and i don't like, if I have a question about, like, when the Street Fighter Five finals was going on, I went to Brian F, and I was like, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And he was super helpful. And Casual. He was like, nice. oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it, and this and that, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, my God. You don't, here's the thing. It is very easy to get starstruck. All you do is just talk to them like normal people. Like, if you yeah. go like, oh, my God, I'm your biggest fan, they're not going to be like, okay, calm down. But if you're like, right. "Hey, dude, what's up?" You know, if you just strike up a normal conversation, I will say this though, because I was wearing the red UU jacket and I was wearing my beanie over my head, you know, because mm. I had to hold my hair up and like in place with this uh, toboggan. I look like Where's Waldo, and my friends, <laughs> my friends literally said, "You're the most Where's Waldo character ever," oh, because what would happen is like we, uh, me and my friends would walk around. And then all of a sudden, like, they turn around and I just disappear going to talk to everybody. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) They're like, where'd he go? Where did Broken go? He's just talking to And they're always confused because, like, dude, you talk to literally everyone. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to, like, talk to people. Here you are just, like, making Mm -hmm. friends with literally everyone under the sun. Yeah. No, that's great.
2: Um, Do you have a favorite match from The weekend?
1: Um, this is kind of sounds stupid, but I think the Razo versus Yumi show fight in Guilty Gear Strive was sick as hell.
0: Which characters?
1: Leo versus Happy Chaos. Okay. The reason I say that is because, um, so Yumi show is playing Happy Chaos and he's just zoning the hell out of Leo, right? And Razo does the most unthinkable thing ever he has 1 hp left and everyone you can tell everyone in the venue is like uh he's going to lose it's over right and then the game kept going and i shit you not you sh- you would if you were there you would feel the lightning in the air right like mm-hmm. it you, it was electrifying right and you just see everyone go from like sitting down to just rising up slowly. <laughs> like, it was mob mentality. We all slowly stood up like, oh. And then as soon as the double KO happened, it, it, the whole entire venue blew up as everyone was cheering, freaking out. Nice. So I think that was the sickest thing ever because it went from like everyone thinking, oh, it's over, it's over, it's over to like, there's hope. Yeah, it's still going. Yep. It's still going. Yeah. Um. Those, are, favorite... those, those are great moments of Conbreaker. I had
2: I had one with me and my friends the last time we went the Tekken final when uh, uh, Anakin made a comeback against Need. That was I mean that was great. The building just exploded.
1: Yeah, I think uh, so. I can't really say my favorite top eight, but I can say my favorite thing I watched was the five e five. What game? Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter V, okay. So what? if you don't know, the West Coast, so Chris CCH and his fucking Goonies, Yeah. on Chris CCH's Joker, Joker arc of becoming the most hated person in the fight FGC, he challenged Rob TV and said, Midwest sucks ass. Mm-hmm. And so Rob TV was like, oh, you think the Midwest sucks and that West Coast is the best? All right, we'll do a 5 e 5 My God. What was the score? It, uh, so, uh, I think it was three, so it was three, five. Okay.
2: And then Midwest one,
1: Midwest one. I need to tell you the most insane shit ever. Okay. So just a kid saved the FGC. why? I'm telling, I'm telling you that just a kid saved the FGC. So just a kid was playing jury. And he went against like three people, and he knocked out three people on his own. All right, he did the he did that he did the pop off, and I was like, that was the most well deserved pop off ever because he just he took out three titans. He took out I think one poison and two, um, uh, two. No, he took out one zangief on his own against jury, which is a very hard matchup against jury. And he took care of two roses, which is almost oh, wow. a terrible matchup against Jury. Well, what, is it, it first to three or what was it? It's a first to three. First yeah. three. Okay. So he took out two roses and a zangief, and I was just like blown away. That it was hype as hell. Was that on, was, that was on stage? That was on stage. Nice. They nice. actually dedicated, they dedicated the whole entire That's cool. combo breaker for the, the top eight. I mean the not the top eight, the, the 5v5. And I'm telling you, that exhibition was amazing. Yeah. If you they, if you go and look up that exhibition, you I'm telling you, there was lightning in the air. Like every time anybody did anything in that match, like you could just you could drop a penny. And you could hear it because everyone's just so tense (laughs) and like lightning was crackling. You know how, you know how insane it was. They didn't choose like random stages. They chose grid because they were, they were like, we're out for blood. Man. And I was like, if you're choosing the grid stage, y'all really are out for blood. Like y'all, y'all are like seriously in it. So I was like, Oh my God. Well,
2: they they are playing on that laggy PS4. Anything helps. (laughs) Um, obviously you bought merch because it's on your back right now. So mm-hmm. we saw the we saw the jacket. Um, the the cons from the tournament, I have a few from previous years. I'm just wondering, like, what what some like outside of the COVID and the mask stuff. What 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 are some of the cons that you have, or some things that you think that you could improve on?
1: Um, so I'm gonna bring up the punk tweet. Okay, yeah, he kind of said it best, even though he didn't say it on that post. He said it on a different post. Yeah um so the whole problem he had with combo breaker was the fact that the ps4s needed to get recycled because certain moments you would have controller disconnects and you would have um you would have like lag that was add extra extra lag and extra input delay that wasn't supposed to be on the system that was random randomly hit so like instead of having three frames of delay It'd go three frames, three frames, three frames, three frames, three frames, seven frames out of nowhere. Three, and I, I feel like it's because the, they didn't recycle the PS4s, yeah. Like systems enough, they just kept them running the whole time. And sometimes when I was playing the the casuals, I could feel those spikes, and I was like, "What the heck? I dropped that combo for no reason. What happened?" Yeah.
2: So L- laggy setups, I can attest, they were. And every year I went to Combo Breaker, the, the setups were laggy. And I'm not even a punk fan. I actually think he's, a, like, at this point, just a like a little man-child, uh, the way he reacts to things. But I can attest, yes, Combo Breaker is notorious for having laggy setups. Like, I don't know if it's the monitors, or I don't know if it's the consoles. It is not ideal at all. And I'm not even comparing it to PC. I'm comparing it to when we finally brought our own PS4 uh, that my roommate owned, and then we played at Combo Burger, we're like, this is not the same machine. It's not the same setup. It is not optimized. Uh, the three years that I went, so uh,
0: I can attest to that, that. They have a history of doing that. That's true. What so... else? Anything else? Uh...
2: How were How were the... I mean, I guess you couldn't really tell since you didn't play, but how were the, the TOs? Were you, you thought they were competent?
1: Uh, he also had a problem with the TOs. That's being why, that's software. why I brought it up. Yeah. Um, The TOs were okay. I yeah. talked to the TOs. Some of them were like fresh, brand new, like, like they were, they weren't like hired. They were, uh, what is it? Like Volunteer? Volunteers. Okay. And the reason why I talked to the TOs was because, like, I have a TO thing I have to do at Evo. So I was just like, well, give me, uh-huh. like, yeah. what you have to do. Now, if there is one thing I have that's an interesting combo breaker story, I met Tom Cannon. Really? Cool. Ponder was there. Do you know who I... What, do you know what the question I asked Tom Cannon was? When's Project it L It was not... <laughs> nope. I had nothing to... I didn't ask him anything about Project L. I asked him, how do you code? (laughs) How do you code? That's very nice. I shit you not. Because he was, I pretty, like I said, hey, I wanted to talk to you. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you doing? I told him what my name is and everything. And I was like, hey, quick question. Could you teach me how to program? (laughs) And you can see his face. I saw his face and it literally shut down, reset and shut back up, and then he was like, what did you ask me? (laughs) And I was like, well, you created, you know, GGPO, so could you teach me how to program? Because I'm having problems with, like, this, this, and this. I need to show you this.
2: Okay. Broken's going to his backpack in the back
0: room, grabbing something. It's a piece of paper. What is the paper? It's a paper. It's multiple papers.
2: Just loose leaf, no binder.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm terrible. (laughs) These are literal notes on how to code that we actually spent, like, a full hour on coding. Like, I kid you not, we literally went through a gauntlet of coding on, like, that stuff. It was the sickest thing ever. And at the end of it all, I was like... I am so sorry, because he said that he's, no, he's more of a producer role. He stopped coding and all that, but yeah. like, it was fine. that He, he kind of got excited that he was asked something else, and I was like, I feel bad that I didn't ask you anything about Project L. He's probably heard like so this, many,
2: like over the weekend, he's probably like, heard so many questions about that.
1: Yeah, I, asked, I told him, I was like, so tell me the truth. Are you happy that you didn't get asked pro- anything about Project L? You just a- got asked about programming? He's like, honestly this is a refreshing change of pace. So yeah. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, that's great. That's a great moment. That's great. Uh, so I, I, that I always thought that they seemed like really nice
1: though. people. Yeah. Both of them,
2: both Tom and Tony.
1: Yeah. So I thought it was funny that I talked to, to him and I was just like, it was funny too. Cause we actually stole the TO desk while he was teaching me this. And then like multiple times, some people were like, hey, what is going on? And like Tom would literally stop and he's like, we don't work here. Talked <laughs> And crazy. then he would go back into this, the, the thing and we were like, oh, my. I was just, I was so enraptured. It was like the most amazing, Damn. the most amazing sto- like study session ever. That's great. So final verdict.
2: You think you're going back next year? I
1: definitely go back. I think what I need to do is I need to to, to plan better. So uh, yes. it'd be a cheaper, a cheaper experience because, like I spent a lot of money that I at the end of the day, I didn't have, okay, And I'm feeling the repercussions now, you
2: yeah, know. that usually happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm going to plan out next year's better. Hopefully, we don't have to wear masks. I mean, if we do, I'll still wear it. but if we don't, you know, I'm gonna cut this grass. I'm going to cut this a little bit better because this was too big.
2: Yeah, it is quite big. It's a a giant piece of fake grass.
1: Four foot by six foot and it could have just been like two foot by three foot and been fine. And so I'm going to cut that in half and then I'm also going to cut like a small little bit and put it like on my controller so that way when someone tells me to cut grass, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I got you right here. (laughs) Oh man, that's funny. (laughs)
2: All right, uh, to, uh, to close out our combo breaker, we just got one question from Zeo on Patreon. He asks, from watching Strive Pools at Combo Breaker, and in parentheses he puts, like, certain, like, like you certainly also did, and he's being sarcastic because I didn't, I noticed that the level of play, even early rounds, was surprisingly high. I think this shows that the tower system works. Yes, a gazillion people make Celestial, but they also learn to play at a higher level than usual, as seen in pools. Would you agree? I didn't watch any of combo Rickers, so you'll have to answer this. Do you think Strive Pools were at a higher level?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. There's a lot more um There was a lot more situational awareness. There was a lot more like answers to to questions that I don't normally see a lot of people doing. Hmm. If there is the only thing I'd have to say was the top eight May really dropped the ball. But other than that, like, everyone else was doing really well. Like, I saw both Tempest and Razo had really good answers for Happy Chaos that I don't think normal people would normally see.
2: That's high level, though. I'm talking about, were you around going around the pools and seeing, like, you know, people playing stuff?
1: I fought people around those pools, too. Mm. Because, like, again, i just go up into an empty bracket and be like, hey, let's play Strive. And there were a lot of good players. Like you think that's a byproduct of
2: the tower mode, or you think that's just a byproduct of it's a new game, people are traveling
1: for it. I think it's a little bit of column A, but in a, a little bit of column B, I think that season two they need to rechain, redo the tower system because all the. Uh, this is actually something that not only me uh, I said, but like a lot of pro players are saying, is that. All of the players are in in floor 10 and Celestial. So, like, if you're a brand new player, because the game's kind of a year old now, right? A year and a half old. So all the players got out of floor 1 through 6. So now all the players are in floor 9 and 10. Pretty much. So if you want to play other people, you have to go to floor 9 and 10.
0: Better get good
1: yeah like you're not gonna fight anybody at your level anymore it's it's either you go to floor nine and floor ten or you don't play anybody at all right and i think they just need to redo the tower system i think they need to also redo the celestial challenge because the celestial challenge is really i have major problems with the celestial challenge i think it's kind of goofy that uh, in order to get into Celestial, you need to win five games, and you only have two chances. Yeah. So. It needs, like some, it needs some tuning. It definitely needs some tuning. You can lose to the same person twice and then immediately get kicked out of Celestial. Damn, booted. Get out of heaven. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll see. Hey, Dice is in charge of Season 2, maybe. I'll have something up his sleeve for that as well. And, uh... Hey, man, I'm glad that you uh, had a good time. Uh, I, you had a,
1: I had a blast.
2: Vicariously. Uh, oh. I, I, feel, I feel like I went to Comic Breaker now vicariously through you. So
1: I feel happy. Okay, guys. So, Return of the Broken talks to a ton of cosplayers and. Nothing oh, happened. yeah. I forgot about this. All right. The return. It returned again, ladies and gentlemen. So this time, what happened was is that I met a few cosplayers that I met at other events. Or were they, they recognized? So one of them was cosplaying as Yuffie from uh, Grand Blue, the Fox know. Girl. I don't know who that is. Yuffie, or Yufful, or something like that. She's the Fox uh. Girl with the knives. She's so the Ninja Chick.
2: Okay. All right.
1: Um. So she recognized me. We were talking. She was like, "Oh, I changed my name, so that's why you may not have recognized me at first. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah," but like I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm broken. I'm broken." So I actually approached her first, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, my name's Broken Wing." She's like, "I know who you are," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I I pretended to pretend that I knew what her <laughs> name was. It's the old bait and switch. That's how you you talk yeah. to ladies. So yeah. if they if they know who you are and you don't know who they are, you just agree. Just you don't lie. say shit.
2: <laughs> just lie. Fake it till you make it.
1: Fake it till you make it. And that's how you go through it. That's that's the broken wing uh, words of advice on love. Mm-hmm. If a girl knows your name and you don't know that girl's name, you just say, oh, yeah, I remember you. And then <laughs> you just you just kind of like lull your words until they say what their name is. There you go. Yep. And then I met another cosplayer. She was dressed up as Milia in the new modern Milia design. She was dressed up as Milia last time I saw her too. Okay. And she talked to me and she's like, Oh my god, I met I can't believe I see you again. And I was like, Yeah, I, I'm meeting you again too. And then I told her, Yeah, I'm following you on Twitter. And she's like, I'm following you on Twitter too. And then it was the funniest thing. I was like, I pulled up my Twitter and I was like, No, you're not. Oh shit. And- <laughs> Damn, I was Cotter. like, no, you're not. I caught her. And you know what she did? She literally grabbed her phone from someone else. Cause like, she literally ran to someone else, pulled her phone out of her purse and was like, we're doing this now. So she uh-huh. followed me on Twitter.
2: Check, check in a couple of weeks to see if she's still following you.
1: <laughs> I said so much dumb shit on Twitter. I'm pretty sure like uh-huh. it, it happened. Um, then after that, I met a few other cosplayers, and for some unknown reason, every time I talked to somebody at Combo Breaker, they'd be like, oh, your name sounds familiar. Are you in the, uh, the Yuri Chord Discord? And I was like, no. How the hell do you guys know my name? Yuri Chord? But, um, what is that? It, so there's an East Coast gamer, uh, gamer named uh, Yurikov, and okay. he made a Discord called the Yuri Chord. And so every every time I'd introduce myself to people at Combo Breaker, they'd be like, Oh yeah, your name sounds familiar. You're I you're in the Eurocord Discord. And I was like,
2: Maybe there's somebody well, in that Discord with a f- similar name as yours.
1: I actually uh I actually looked whenever I got invited into the Eurocord oh. finally, because I actually met Yurikov and he was like, Yeah, dude, if if everyone thinks that you're in the, the, the Discord, I might as well just put you in the Discord. There's 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 actually a guy.
2: Maybe there was a guy in there whose name was like Broken Wings.
1: (laughs) No, actually no one had my name. So I was like, are they just like saying things just to like. So then I talked to another cosplayer. And this time I met one cosplayer because of a friend association. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And they freak out because they finally see me because they they've seen my name, but they never met me before. So like they were excited to meet me and they were dressed. They were dressed up as uh, Lilith. Mm, Right. Nice. Darkstalkers. And then we. Yeah. And then we see this. Amazing Morgan cosplayer who is like a Filipino chick. And she she was. (laughs) She was was good. Okay, let's say that. Who won the cosplay costume, by the way? Um, I think it was the Yuffie cosplayer for okay. Blue. I, I think, believe it was her.
0: I don't think her name is Yuffie.
2: I just don't know what her name is.
1: It's something with a YU. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I met her because, fun fact if you're following a Lilith cosplayer and a Lilith cosplayer follows a Morgan cosplayer. You end up becoming friends with the Morgan cosplayer. There you go. There you go. And so Friend by Association. We were, talking, we were talking, and you know, I hit I hit it up with her. And she she actually told me at the end of uh on on Twitter. She was like, You were a blast to have met on at Combo Breaker. So Nice. Yeah, there's that. And yes, everybody, I did not get a single one of their numbers, even though I spent like a long ass time with all of the cosplayers. R.I.P.
2: But hey, you had a good time. You shot your shot. That's all that
1: matters. Yep. So yes, I did spend time with all the cosplayers. I even ate lunch with a lot of them. But no, sorry guys, did not grab the bag. There's always next year. Let's There's always it. next year. I did tell. Uh, I did tell the uh, the one Morgan cosplayer that I'll meet her at Evo. Nice. So. Yeah. She was excited about that. She's like, "Oh hell yeah, we got to meet up at Evo." So, there's a chance, folks.
2: There is a chance. chance. You know the the co- we don't have time to get into this, but uh, when I was doing some research about Mike Z, I had obviously had to do research about Bunny, and uh, man, that the cosplay community is it very odd. Not very odd, but it like it gets so. Just ruthless, like it's such a ruthless business that I'm like, geez, it's uh, it's really cutthroat, and there's a lot of a lot of darkness. So,
1: so when I was at the uh, cosplay, when I was talking to the cosplayers, it was funny because a few of them were actually getting shunned because apparently they they didn't hand make their own cosplay. They were kind of like they got the, some, yeah, they got weird they just rules bought some like Walmart stuff, and then they cosplay. Cause I met one lady who was working at the Skullgirls convention. She dressed up as Skull, as a you know misfortune, mm-hmm. and apparently she was getting flack because she most of her outfit was just Walmart who and then body paint. And I'm like, she looks like misfortune. Yep. So why do you care that most of her outfits Walmart? Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, it's whatever. It's a
2: weird business for sure, but. You know we won't get too much into that uh broken that was sick i'm glad you went to comic breaker that sounded like a lot of fun hopefully Mm -hmm. we can go maybe next year um depending on the circumstances but yeah uh we're kind of winding down on the show i know we've gone a little long but hey we only got one more of these so who cares how long we go uh but now we can finally get to some hollywood mail round three hollywood mail All right, Brogan, let's close this show out. We got one question for Hollywood Mail, and it comes from Goofy on Discord, and he asks, there has always been this weird idea in fighting games that hitting the opponent post-KO is considered very rude, especially in games like Tekken, where it even has a feature that lets you not see the winner do anything post-KO. There's also the one where, like, your body floats up. Mm Mm-hmm. My question to you is: Do you know why people often think hitting someone after a KO is rude?
1: Uh, I think they think it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's like teabagging because it's like, oh, I won. Huh, you suck. Here's yeah. here's a sweep to because like there are certain moves where like if you do it on a on a on a down body, it kind of looks like you're just disrespectful to them. Yes. Um, I, I will don't... admit. That, like, if I do it, it's because, like, I'm just pressing mad buttons to make sure my combos work. So, like, it's just the byproduct of the I'm trying to make sure you die. And so, I'm going to keep going with like combo pressure. So, whoops.
2: Yeah. Most people do it to stay warm, right? To just keep going in between, you know, the next round. Uh, In Tekken, there's three rounds. So, you're just kind of, you don't want to just stand there and not have a rhythm. So, you just keep. Pressing the buttons um, in Tekken, I understand why it's disrespectful because a lot of the moves like you just mentioned are straight up disrespectful. Like if you play Kazuya, for example, he has four, 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 which is just this giant rake kick that he he'll literally rake you off the ground and flip you over and you can keep doing it as you're on your dead body, uh, which I personally yeah. like doing it. I think it's really fun. Um, there's also down three plus four, which is the stomp. And it's such a disrespectful stomp. Like he's like, I mean, it's, it's really disrespectful, but I just, um, I just think it's something to do while you're waiting for the next round. Like, it's just something to I do. I mean, like, It's not really, I mean, I don't mean anything by it. I just do it. Cause it's like, I just want to press buttons. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm going to say it right now, when I'm playing Guilty Gear Strive and I went around a with Anji, I usually will input Butterfly just so that the Butterfly like flies past their dead body because yep. it's like, I got him, fuck you. <laughs> it's not me being disrespectful. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. hey.
2: There's uh, In Persona, there's something that I used to like to do. So Labras has Spike, where Spike comes from the ground and it traps the opponent but it makes them stand. So after Mm -hmm. a KO, you have a short window where you could still input something. So you could either do guillotine axe, which smashes the axe on the ground. So basically you're smashing their dead body, or you could have the KO and then do spike, and then they're on the ground, and then it picks them back up, and it goes back on the ground. (laughs) That's super disrespectful, but I used to do it every now and again, and it was actually really fun. Um, But yeah, I think people just get in their feelings. like, damn, you beat my ass so bad and you're going to hit my dead body, so they get pissed. But
1: I guess it's the act of chivalry. It's like, the person's down. Why, why kick a dead horse yeah. while it's still down? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I do it every now and again, but I, I think I would kind of stop, especially in Tekken. I'll just kind of stand there, and I'll wait. But unless, it's, unless somebody else is being a dick, and I'll
1: be like, all oh, right, yeah, I'm definitely hitting your dead body. I'm actually surprised that the question that I asked for the podcast isn't up here.
2: Probably forgot to put it on there because I was cramming through show notes. But yes, we've uh, we've had a long show, so maybe we can roll it back Hold to, the, it to for, the next one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll roll
1: it back to the next one <laughs> to the
2: last one. The uh, last. Uh, no more questions. Now we got Dirk feature of the week. Good boy, Dirk. Uh, almost a year since he's been gone. So the Dirk feature of the week goes to somebody, something. That uh is really cool or is deserving. I gotta say, we didn't get to talk about it on this podcast, and the uh, alpha happened during my vacation, so I didn't get to play. But the uh the multiverses you're with me trailer, that was great. I watched that trailer. It was such a great trailer to get like people in just interested in playing this little silly game. Um, also, can I say the roster for multiverses, regardless of the gameplay or whatever is it's super, super strong. strong man it's strong like i just listed a few characters here batman shaggy harley quinn bugs bunny tom iron giant iron giants in this game oh my god i mean this is uh this is a great roster i don't know how it plays i haven't played it but
1: i, I did it, it's a fun game
2: it's fun okay. i played it
1: both times i played it both times So i played it during the alpha and i played it before the alpha <laughs> when it, i was under NBA, and i was like oh i can't talk about it did it change much
2: from one to the other? Mm, no not really no
1: mechanics were still the same and everything yeah i will say that the only thing was different was that they added a few new characters i will say this i think it's funny uh so one of the programmers actually he didn't he didn't say that he was with multiverses but he just this is what i knew how he he was a programmer in the game he was like all right guys uh i'm going to actually roll back finn's attacks I don't know what I was doing when I was making his frame data. <laughs> and I, lo- I, was, I was loving it because everyone was like, no,
0: we're yeah.
1: getting away with murder. Dang. Yeah, I saw a little bit of footage.
2: Uh I'm kind of staying away from it because I want to play in green for the first time. I just want to be like new with that experience. And I don't really play platform fighters, but that one, I mean, I really want to play a team of Bugs Bunny and uh, probably Shaggy, but man, Iron Giant, I might have to have Iron Giant in
1: there. But uh, yeah, so, I, I, th- I thought
2: the trailer was so cool. The Euro With
1: Me trailer. Uh, so I got my ass whooped by Dick Killsage and Sonic Fox. Mm. And I found out that their team was really good because I actually did that team later. What they were doing is they're doing Velma and Bugs Bunny. Oh nice. And the thing that's interesting is that Velma has a thing where she can like make all your cooldowns like faster. Mm. And because Bugs Bunny's a magic user, he has cooldowns on all of his attacks, but they're super strong. And so what would uh, my friend would do is they, they he would cool he would like reduce all my cooldowns and then I would uh hold on. So he'd reduce all my cooldowns and then I just flood the screen with like attacks and like the enemy's like I can't do anything about it
2: <laughs> yeah he's uh, it, se- it seems like a really quirky quirky cool game um, still no release date as of yet but should be uh, coming out soon I would assume
0: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah uh, what did we miss slash on the horizon so Tekken 7 has now sold 9 million copies worldwide making it the best selling Tekken game ever Surpassing Tekken Five, and Tekken Five, um, it counts for sales for Tekken Five and and uh, Tekken Five Dark
0: Resurrection. So, yeah, Tekken Seven, a lot of copies. Labco Twenty One, you kind of spoiled this earlier, but it's okay. Band at CEO Twenty Twenty Two. Good, right? Look.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say it. If Marvel heads had to deal with all the Marvel BS and shenanigans, and had to deal with uh, what's his name, Virgil, mm-hmm. I really don't think Android 21 because Virgil's still a threat. Even because I watched Marvel Top Eight, Virgil was still a threat there.
2: Are you saying the FGC is soft?
1: I'm not saying the FC suck. <laughs> but are they? I'm just saying I mean if Marvel Heads have to deal with Virgil and have to deal with Phoenix. Yeah.
2: Morgan Doom.
1: And Morgan Doom Phoenix and Virgil and literally any teen. Yeah. Uh-
2: or like uh who was it? Who's in Squirrel uh, Peacock band for a while there was
1: Oh my god! That I saw bad. I saw a meme which was you're up against a team that has uh, Robo Fortune in it, and it's literally just you're getting zoned out. Yeah, beam Jesus. beam. Because <laughs> and the most the most degenerate is when you have misfortune, uh, Robo Fortune, misfortune, and uh, Peacock on the team. Oh Jesus, so Peacock that sounds RoboFortune. Because Peacock and Robo Fortune just zoning you out while, you know, Miss Fortune keeps you like locked down because oh, she's rushing you. I just, so it's just, you
2: said that team. I hear it all in my head. <laughs> I hear all of the like the bombs away beam.
1: <laughs> it's,
2: oh, it, that's it's, awful.
1: It's terrible. I saw that happen and I was like, oh my gosh, this is re- oppressive. Because yes. again, misfortune comes str- barreling at you, yep. and you're like, oh, okay, this is fine. She's just I'm scratching just her way. Rush- yeah, I, I'm just dealing with a rushdown, and then all of a sudden, you're seeing, like, 15 Veeam assists come yeah. out, and you're like, oh, I don't and, get to play the game. I don't get to approach.
2: Airplanes and, you know, refrigerators falling on your head. And <laughs> yeah, it's bad.
1: It's bad. It's lit- that team is literally I don't get to play the game. The game. Toxic. Uh...
2: Yeah, so that's what we missed on the horizon. The final episode of FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast. So that's going to be episode 55. I talked about it at the top of the show. I don't know if it's going to be next week. I don't know if it's going to be in two weeks. Whenever Broken, Pringle, and myself can schedule a three-man booth for episode 55, that's when the episode will be. Then, uh, yeah, then we're on to a whole new venture. Broken, you already know the name. You've already seen the logo. Pringle has seen the same. We're I gonna, think
1: it's going to be a wonderful time, everybody. I Get think ready.
2: As well. I, I, I believe so as well. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about it when we have a better idea of what we really want to do. But until next time, this was FGC Hollywood, A Fighting Game Podcast, episode 54. My name is Max Blicer. That was the one and only Broken Wing. And, uh, yeah, I don't know when the next time we'll see you, but we will see you on episode 55 of this podcast. And until next time you know what to do, keep it classy. See you all later. Peace. Peace.